thought Rick Vaughn was coming out too. You know why? Because actually Tony Khan went out and got this this version of the song. Now Rick Vaughn really is coming out. It is wild thing. What is going on everybody? Boxman here, dirt sheet dude. Smart my man. How you doing over there? I am well. Oh, it sounds like I forgot to turn down the TV above me. I don't know if you can still hear that or not. Now you can't. There we go. 
always that's a TV. That's my daughter's TV above me too. So <laughs> kind of. Hey, I understand you, you couldn't miss out on White Puppet either, huh? <laughs> I really think he should have gotten the Sam Kinison version. I still say it. Hmm. Have, you, have you ever heard that? I'm sure I have at some point. Hold on. I'll type it in over here. Sam Kinison, wild thing. I mean, I know why they don't. He does have a few dirty, dirty words in there, but uh, here we go. Sam Kinison, wild thing. Play a little bit. Oh, let's play it. Let's play it after the ad. What do you say about that? Probably a better sure. idea. I would say it's a better idea to play it after the ad. So we'll play it after the ad coming up right here. Give me about another five seconds. And we'll go ahead and play this real quick. Then we'll get into what we usually get into, you know. See, I see why they didn't use that one. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it sets a very different tone. I understand. It is, but you should see this video. It's got, I mean, you got Billy Idol, you got Bon Jovi, you got Slash there. Um, you know, you got all the all the badass guys from the 80s. Jessica Hahn rolling around on the floor during the song. It's uh, It's an 80s classic, my man. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's an old 80s classic. So I don't know if you ever get the chance to go check that out. Just Sam Kinison wild thing. It pops right up there. You can find it. So enjoy it. It is definitely fun. I miss Sam Kinison every day, man. April 10th, 1992. We lost this man. Oh, man. Ah, what a talent. What a talent. But uh, all right. Trying to get my mic fixed here. Hate when my wife has a Zoom meeting. (laughs) Touches my shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like my shit being touched. I'm not, you know, <laughs> stop it, you silly, silly bastard, you. I mean, most people don't. That's, that's usually more of kind of a uh, European type of situation. I mean, unless I pay for it, don't touch it, you know? Just stop it. Just, just, <laughs> just. Right. Oh, I understand. I understand. <laughs> unless, I, unless I pay for the motherfucker. But uh, there we go. All right, Sasha Baron Corbin can only stay for a while. Got a busy day tomorrow. Well, good luck whatever you are doing tomorrow, sir. How's that sound? Whatever you have for a busy day, good luck doing it. Kick its ass and have a great time. I am stalling because I have not got the plugs pulled up yet. I do now. But, um, all right, I guess we can go ahead and knock those out. Once again, we're going to hit some news, Smart, first. Um, kind of liking that format, going to the news first, and then, I don't know. My, I literally have like four notes for Raw. Hmm, okay. I, I, <laughs> we will talk about backlash. Um, I believe my most of my notes are on backlash and uh, AEW. So, and even my backlash notes are actually smaller than I thought they were going to be. So, what the hell? Um, 
But all right, let's go ahead and do this. We'll get this going here, get these plugs done, and then we will jump into it. So I'm going to start out the high marks. It's Cheese Man, it's Mojo, it's G Wiz, it's the high mark. You should be checking them out. Where? Are you going to check them out? You might ask me. Well, I'm going to answer you. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Two T's in Mitt. Do not forget the second T. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Check them out. You can also check them out on YouTube there, too. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the Inhumans over there on the Inhuman Experience. Go subscribe to them. Any podcast platform you are on, you will find them. Get the Inhuman Experience. You will not be and of course, everything unscripted wrestling podcast. Eric, Doug, Daniel, Kleneth, all those good gentlemen over there. They can also be found on all the usual podcast platforms. Plus, Blog Talk Radio. Just go over there, type their name in. You will not be able to even finish typing it. And Steve Milan, I appreciate you sharing the show. Sir, letterboxd to boxd.com slash Stephen Milan. Go over there. Check him out. You can subscribe over there on Letterboxd. Do it. Check them out over there reviewing films. And, of course, you can find us on Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, TuneIn, Player FM, Facebook, Twitter. Anyway, goes. That's right. Of course. Monday's 830 in the middle of my podcast network. Be sure to listen to Cheese on Sports with a Cheese Man. Cheese Master. There's the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, football's always happening. There's a lot for them to get into, and they're going to be getting into it just knee-deep. They're, they're wallowing through the muck. So be sure to join them Sundays, 10.30 a.m. on the Metal Mid Podcast Network, also on the Mixer Machine. You want to listen to the Modirks, the Machine Guns with Mojo, with Dirk. And last, never ever released, be sure to visit our friends at Planet It's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast. Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Young Nasty. All 16 episodes are available for you. And be sure to subscribe for season two. Oh, yeah. There you go. That is plugs. They are done. That means I can go ahead and turn this music down. I can hit pause. I know y'all enjoyed Ass Man. Don't lie. Don't lie. Y'all enjoyed it. You loved it. You loved hearing the Ass Man. And there it was. Hey. Honest to God, I have. That is the only wrestling theme song that I have in my music collection, like on my computer. It should be in everyone's collection, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Seriously. It really should be. And it's in mine, obviously. You just heard it. So, all right. So, uh, there you go. And Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go, Smart Raw. You're right. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty repetitive, which to me made it just why talk about it. Um, so, all right, let's jump into news here. I almost almost woof, almost jumped into uh, almost jumped into backlash. Um, but anyway, yeah, back to the song real quick. That's right. On Busted Open Radio, um, Tony Khan mentioned that he did get the that newer version of the Wild Thing song. I believe that band's name is X. Um, singing that song, and uh, he picked it up. So that's another one he's got for, you know, he's got the Jungle Boy song, Tarzan Boy for Bal- from Baltimore. Um, he's got the Pixies song for Orange Cassidy, and now this. So uh, Tony Khan out there spending some money on music. Mm-hmm. I wonder at what point, like, the breaking point's going to be, because at some point he's going to end up having to get really weird with it. Like, somebody's going to have some very weird request, and it's going they're going to reach a tipping point. Eventually, someone is going to be like, hey, that's kind of weird. 
work. <laughs> Somebody just coming out through to like fucking tiptoe through the tulips or something. Ooh, that'd be a good one. It'd be a good heel move because that song is so fucking annoying. <laughs> that'd be a good heel song. You're right. It would be. That would definitely work. That would definitely work. Um, but uh, yeah. So there you go. Tiptoe through the tulips. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'm wondering, like, what song would put him like, no, that's not going to... Probably any Metallica song. Um, they're kind of greedy. There you... <laughs> Sasha Baron Corbin just said a Metallica song. Money, you're right. Probably any Metallica song, he's going to be like, no, no, no. We're not going to afford that. I was saying more so anything, not so much a financial problem, but just at some point, somebody was going to end up requesting something just really fucking dumb and terrible. Well, if they hire a Grado, they can get like a virgin. <clears throat> That'd be cool. Uh, I'm just man. Did they, oh, I mean, like eighty percent of the people that use in, you know, on the Indies that use actual entrance songs have that trend of coming out to ironic entrance songs, like yeah. cheesy eighties power ballads, is still very much a thing. Well, of course they are. They're always going to be a thing because the eighties music fucking rocks. Got me. Eh? Oh sure it does. I'm just saying, ah. like it's been done to death. Like every yeah, back in like two early 2000s, people would come out to it just sort of cheesy as kind of a gag. But now everybody does it, so right. it's like kind of lost its effect. <laughs> Sasha Paracor, believer by Imagine Dragons, great heel engine. <laughs> he is not wrong. You that would uh, definitely draw heel heat. My son loves that fucking song. Fucking loves it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he would be so. He'd be crushed if the heel came out to it. He would be. He would be so crushed. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, shit. I mean, we don't have a ton of news. A lot of the, I mean, obviously, we've got some releases to get into tonight. Uh, we will get into that. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll jump into that story. Uh, you know what? Let's, let's, let's just jump into this because one of the things we're going to talk about when we get to Backlash was a big talking point, Smark, of um, of this week and from Sunday on. Might as well talk about it now. It'll kind of be, I mean, we'll just not have to talk about it when we, when we go to Backlash. So for the Miz and Damian Priest match, <laughs> mm-hmm. they decided to promote the Dave Batista movie coming out, Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And have a zombie lumberjack match instead of just a lumberjack match. Scotty Too Hotty, by the way, was one of the lumberjacks. One of. Very nice. Very one nice. of. Actually, I think there's a list of who was a lumberjack. Hold on. Did I keep that list? I think I took, I think I, there was a picture of it that I kept. I did. Give me one sec here. Uh, Scotty Too Hotty was one. Jake Atlas was one. Uh, Ike Minjiro. I don't know who that is. Am I supposed to? Well, of course, but I'm not going to tell you. That'll ruin all the fun. I have, of course, okay. no clue it is. Okay, okay. Ari Sterling was a, was a zombie. August Gray. Asher Hale, who we talked about last week. Uh, Bronson Reichsner. Hope I said that right. Reichsteiner. Is that? That's Rick's son. We were talking about him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Joe Gacy. Drew Casper. Jacob Casper. Cal Bloom. Uh, Matty Wahlberg. Smark, any relation? Yeah, I think it's distant cousin. Okay. Uh, Joe Ariola 
split. <laughs> Whoa, what? A R I O L A. That is the word areola. Huh? Okay, Joe around the nipple. Uh, I feel and, like we've talked about him before, and I think he, I think he's Samoan. I think so. It's like it, it would be pronounced differently, but around here it'd be pronounced areola. Yeah, yeah, that's areola. Chance Burrow of Harlem Bravado. So they were all zombies in this match. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But uh, so this has been a talk, and 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 to tell you the truth, I'm really not. I'm, I'm, I'm still not really sure to how I feel about this whole thing. Um, there was an Elvis zombie. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> but it was very... I mean, we see Damien Priest in NXT with the title and hot tubs and hotties in the hot tub. And now he's he's fighting off zombies I, and and I kind of feel bad for the Miz here too mm. well yes for, for things that ended up happening later on but to set the to set, as you were saying to kind of set the picture a little bit we were talking about it Damian Priest won a match on Raw he got to decide whatever stipulation he wanted he picked Lumberjack match we both kind of rolled our eyes at how lame that sounded well there was obviously a very obvious reason for this like you just said yeah. so they end up talking about uh, Morrison goes over to the lumberjack dressing room. That's apparently a thing. Anytime there's a lumberjack match, they have their own dressing room. You learn something new every day. So he walks over to the dressing room door. He pulls the door open. There's a bunch of zombies. He looks, does his best like Scooby-Doo and just walks away. Does not close the door. They're being held at bay by this door. If he would have just closed the door, this wouldn't have been an issue. So he closes the door. Oh, he doesn't close the door. He walks away. They have their match, and all of a sudden, out come zombies. Zombies. Mm-hmm. Zombie lumberjacks. I mean, if you're going to bring the business back 30 years, you might as well. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I, I I don't understand. And, and again, I'm I'm still not really sure how to feel about this. Um, maybe after a few more hits off this joint, I'll have more feelings about it. Uh, I mean, at least... Well, the first thing that's worth noting is that Batista said he couldn't make it, so he was sending some friends. So these are his friends. The first thing, that is the first thing worth noting, is that Batista is apparently able to control a zombie army. Right. Now, I did like... Batista sort of had a little shit for this and uh, a guy. <laughs> so, Which ironically, Batista sending a zombie army after John Morrison is the second worst thing he's ever done to that man. Yeah. It, yeah. You're right. And here's, here's what it is. Uh, someone tweeted Dave Batista. Hey Dave, I love you, but this zombie shit on WWE backlash show was insulting. And Dave <laughs> Batista's um, response WTF, what the fuck, you telling me? You think I booked a bunch of fucking zombies? I'm on a damn plane. Shouldn't you be tweeting Vince? <laughs> um, that is actually the greatest response to somebody like shitting on a wrestling segment ever. Was, I didn't book this shit, leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, I don't... 
you know, just routinely agree with Dave Batista. But here, I think I'm on a, I'm, I'm on Team Dave here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got a point here. You know he's not the one booking this shit. You know this was Vince. You know this was Vince. Mm-hmm. I think he would may have been persuaded by, you know, some money from the uh, movie company, but... Well, yeah. Of course. Of course. But... Miz actually, after losing the match, actually ended up being eaten by the zombies, and he was not seen Monday night. You notice that? Mm-hmm. But now, does there happen to be a reason behind this? Are we uh, segueing to something here? No. Oh, well, okay, then. He actually, no, there was a, a reason behind this. He was injured, like, for real. For real. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Uh, I, I believe they're saying he might have torn torn an ACL. Yeah, they don't know to what extent, but he tore his ACL. I didn't. I, I knew that before I watched it. And if you know it going in, you can very obviously see when it happened. Because mm. Priest goes to top rope, he goes to do like the top rope spinning heel kick thing that he does. I don't know if he has a name for it or not. But he loses his footing, and he regains it. But he's still not like really on there proper, and he just sort of dives off before he falls, and he lands improperly, and he basically just rolls his Miz's knee because he lands like right on the knee. And if you've ever watched like football, anytime somebody gets blocked or tackled into somebody else's leg, that shit usually ends up happening, and it, the person that ends up having it happen to ends up being out for quite a while. So I think that's probably what we're looking at. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Guess we'll see. <laughs> He's going to be, excuse me, out for a while. They pointed out something interesting, though, is that... He's been yeah, he's been there for a minute now. He's been there for well over a decade at this point. And this is his first major injury. Yep. So, I mean, kudos to him for being able to avoid it for as long as he did. Yeah, and I mean, he's not just a, you know, he's no manager. He's not, he actually gets out there and kicks ass and... I he definitely has been able to avoid injury. Jesus. Sorry, everybody. <coughs> oh, that's good weed. That's good. You told me it was seasonal allergies. What are you talking about? No, it's good weed. <laughs> oh, no. This is a family show. Uh, oh, we're talking about fucking zombies here. Um even well, the not 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 fucking zombies. That's a bit of a different. Maybe later. Well, they all could have fucked off, in my opinion. Um, anyway, <laughs> this uh, even New York Post put out an article headlined "Zombie Stunt at WrestleMania Backlash is one of WWE's saddest moments ever." <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about this. Since we're just, we're talking about it anyway, and we're, we're going to bypass it when we actually talk about the show, was it bad? Yes. Was it dumb? Yes. Did I like it? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was watching it, and I knew firsthand just how much people were going to be shitting all over it as soon as it was over, and something about that really made me just happy. I was entertained when I watched it. It was campy and stupid, obviously, but. It was better than, I mean, we've seen this feud's been going on for what seems like an eternity at this point. Right. And this was at least entertaining. I didn't find it entertaining. <laughs> no, I wouldn't imagine you would. I don't think most people liked it. I realize I'm in the minority. And I'm part of, again, part of the reason why I enjoyed it was because I knew just how pissed off people were going to be. 
And I was not disappointed. I've watched a couple of reviews and everybody was equally pissed off about fucking Morris or Miz and Priest fighting hordes of zombies. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty just just bad. Insulting like the guy used on Twitter was a good word for it. I mean, it was just out of nowhere. I mean, is Damien Priest a zombie king or something that we don't know about? And then he shoots the arrow and the army of the dead picture comes up on the screen. And it's like, dude, you know, <laughs> that's his magical power is that he could just summon promotional advertising. There you go. I, 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 I was I, I still <laughs> he's the anti pop up blocker. I, <laughs> there's two makes ads appear. <laughs> Should have been more Elvis zombies. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, I figured you'd at least appreciate that. And trust me, trust me, this could get a lot worse. This could have been a lot worse, and this could get a lot worse. Because I would not be surprised at some point if they're fighting for like a fucking ladder match over a can of Pepsi. Well, if, 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 if I mean, if, if CM Punk was still there, they could fight over the Pepsi tattoo. That's true. See? See? Yeah, you're right. I mean, well, I mean, you've got friggin' Gulak and uh, and Garza fighting over a, a rose. Gulak actually brought up a good point. Was he was saying that he appreciated that the zombies were kind enough to obey the rules and not get into the ring. They respected the boundaries of the match. Until they had to eat Miz. Well, yeah, I mean, after a while... When hunger strikes, you just have to let nature run its course. So Damien Priest is the zombie king, even though he was beating them up. It was all a, a, just a ruse. I suppose. I suppose. Okay. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. All right. Well, there's one less thing we need to talk about on Backlash right there. But, yeah, I it it was... I mean, dude, when... when again, I know they were doing it to try to get you know things for the movie going and yeah every article does mention the movie so i guess they got their point across but mm -hmm. the news is not being nice to this segment the news isn't <laughs> the sports channels aren't the podcasters aren't i have not heard anyone go this was a really really good match and a great segment i thought the zombies were a wonderful idea well, I mean, I would not say it's a good match because even without the zombies, the match sucked. But I mean, you're hearing it now. Now you're hearing somebody say it was a great segment. But I mean, you know, maybe for the wrong reasons, but I fucking loved it. I'm pleased as punch. Yeah, but you're like a misery loves company kind of guy. And that's why you're saying it. Uh. <laughs> I love chaos. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was the one that picked Charlotte to win. I was wrong, but mm. I wanted to see the calamity unfold. I'm very happy it did not. I'm very happy. That was a, that was a very good idea they had over there. Um, there was another thing that I wanted to say about that, but I'm having a hard time remembering it. I mean, the the thing about it is, though, is like the zombies. The zombies looked all right. Like it could have been much worse. It could have been fucking RoboCop. You know, you're. I hate to say this, but when you say it could have been much worse. That's really not saying it was good. That's that's not saying okay, okay. it let was me, good. Let me, let me lay it's, this wait, it's, it's literally like saying, I know you're shot, but you could be shot worse. Exactly. Yes. It only hit your arm. 
okay, the only way to be shot worse is to be dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. No, but what I'm saying is, let me let me lay the groundwork here. For uh, you. Okay. You're given an option. You can watch another Charlotte Flair match. You can watch a pay per view that has two triple threat matches on it. You can watch yet again another Dolph Ziggler Rey Mysterio match, or you can watch somebody fight zombies. Like before, you know the execution without knowing the execution of it. If you're given that option, I don't know about you, but me, I'm taking zombies every time. I would rather stop watching wrestling and turn on a fighting zombies movie. That's fair. I could literally watch wrestling and fight zombies on an app on my phone, a game, instead of that shit. Does the game have parkour? Because there was parkour zombie fighting. You had Morrison with a mullet. John Morrison. He was fucking up them zombies in some parkour fashion. They're really, they're. I don't know if they told him go out there and just have fun until something breaks or what. But I don't know. I'm curious to see what they do with Morrison now that Miz isn't there. Um, I think they're. I mean, they have to turn him into a zombie, don't they? Like I was expecting at the end of his promo that like Monroe Monday Uh, that he was just going to look at the camera and he was going to have fucking thriller eyes. It's close to midnight. I mean, other than the fact that they would catch it immediate and like swift (laughs) fucking PR backlash from doing this. Tell me that Morrison couldn't pull off this. I mean, yeah, he could, but he, I, I, like maybe referencing Michael Jackson is not the best PR these days. But other than that, other than that point. Morrison could pull it off. He could. I could see him like fucking him and old Frankie just doing the uh, Thriller music video. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I still found That's this. Right. I still found this segment awful. Just, just awful. I really did. I just, I, I, I don't get it. I don't know why suddenly they're promoting Batista's movies. It's like, hey, didn't we have that guy here once? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's promote his movies. Yeah, finally. yeah. they made fun of the good movie that he was in. They made fun of fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. They were just going, they're bending head over heels to fucking promote this one, which I might actually watch. The fact that it's like three hours long is a huge deterrent. But other than that... Wait, this Army of Darkness three-hour-long movie? I don't know if it's three hours exactly, but it's, it's over two hours. Because it's it's already one of those things where they Netflix has a thing now where they show you the movies that are coming up that they're going to be releasing within the month, and they like tell you how long it is. And uh, I could look it up to see if I could find out anything about it, but it seems like it's a very long movie from what I remember. That does sound long. That sounds very long. Very 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 long. Very long. For a zombie movie, zombie movies really shouldn't be longer than like hour forty five. Oh, I'd go forty five. <laughs> Forget the hour. Fucking 45 is good. <clears throat> oh, look, we're running. One of us falls. Whoa, they're eaten by a zombie. Okay, movie over. Fuck it. They all die in the end. Who cares? Have you seen The Walking Dead yet, Box? What? And I said, You see the army? You see The Walking Dead yet? Nope. <laughs> I've seen like four episodes total. Mm. 
It would help if I search for Army of the Dead and not Army of Darkness. That's an entirely different movie. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Much different. Much different. Much different movie. Uh, yeah. Two, well, no, two hours and 28 minutes. Okay. So almost three hours. Yeah. Almost three hours. All right. No problem. No problem. That is a lot. That's a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a long movie. And Batista is obviously hoping this is going to make him a leading man in in. We'll see about that. Corbin saying zombies, vampires, and mommies are boring. Me? To me, yeah. But anyway. I feel like I'm in anime territory over here. <laughs> I've never felt so personally attacked in my life. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm over here trying to rock a nice horror aesthetic, and everyone's just pooping on my hobbies. Uh, you know, everyone's got their... Well, I mean, you know, everyone's got a hobby. Um I don't have to like it. Mummies are kind of boring, though. I don't really like mummies. Dude, does TNT show us like a, a mummy movie every fucking week before uh, AEW? <laughs> Seemingly, it, it, I swear to God, it's a mummy movie every week. But hey, look, another. Hey, look, there's Brandon Fraser again. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the most enthusiasm I've ever heard uttering that sentence. Hey, look, there's Brandon Fraser again. Usually there's like a heavy sigh in between one of those words. Oh, look. I Brandon loved Fraser. you in School Ties and Encino Man, and that's where it stopped. Uh, oh, boy, <laughs> blast from the past. You gotta love it. Never seen it. I have seen it, but I was a very young kid, so I do not remember if it was anywhere near good. Nah, I liked him in School Ties. Uh, it was That was him. Uh, Damon, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were both in that movie. Um, what's that guy's name from Dazed and Confused? Uh, the the redheaded McConaughey? dude, huh? McConaughey, not McConaughey. No, I think his name is Haas or something like that, or House uh, Cole Cole Hauser. No, that that's Neil Patrick Harris. No, no, no. Or is that Doogie Hauser? That's, that's Doogie Hauser. That's Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Cole Hauser, I believe, is his name. There's a lot of people in that movie. It's good. to a young, and they're all young in that movie. But uh, a good movie. They find out uh, Brendan Fraser's a Jew. And it does not go It's so well. bad. Wish you would have hit like a suspenseful music cue right there. <laughs> the old dun, dun, dun. I don't have it. I don't have any of them loaded up, but I would have if I did. I could have because I believe I have the dramatic music, but uh, I don't. I don't have it loaded up. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Dirk is a man of class. He's a man of taste here. He's saying I actually laughed when I saw the zombies. I mean, laughing is fine, but okay, oh, here you go. The Jews. <laughs> is that better, Smart? There you go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> It's a lot better, yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, but that's a really good movie. And, and of, of course, Encino Man. A classic. A classic. I, I, I kind of like that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I enjoyed it. That was a good one. And uh, Pauly Shore is still out there touring, man. He's uh, he's getting back out there now, actually. Damn it! You you missed the perfect cue. If you would have hit that drop right after you said Paulie Shore is still touring, that would have been perfect. Well, Paulie Shore is still short. And he still wears an Encino Man T-shirt. Um, but anyway, um, 
Smart, let's talk a little bit about, uh, hmm, Ricochet. Oh, boy. Ricochet, once again, I, I know he's all flippy-dippy and flexible. He shoved his foot in his mouth, which I know is rare for him to do. Uh, but he did. He was on the old Twitter machine, Smart. And he started off by stirring the pot. First thing he says is... Uh, there's literally no one who can do what I do and how I do it. But I'll let y'all discuss. That's what he wrote. That that that's what he wrote. Um now a fan I've actually seen Paige do a couple of the things that he's done. I literally. Um right. <laughs> if you got that joke, God bless you. Well, she was getting herself ready, is what she said in that in the, in the training. She was training. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, 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 you know how, like, when you gauge your ears, you got to go slow? That's what she was doing. She was gauging something. In through the outdoor. Right. Right. Uh, no longer an exit only. <laughs> Take that do not enter sign down. Uh, anyway, after he said that, of course, a few fans jumped in. Um, and... and well, this all started with WWE putting out this little, you know, high t- take your high flying choice, and they had a few people on the thing. They had, you know, Io Shirai, AJ Styles, um, and I can't see the whole picture. Let me let me pull it up on Twitter here and see the whole picture. Okay, it's uh, it Ricochet on the left. You got Rey Mysterio, Io Shirai, and AJ Styles here as the four high flyers. Obviously, Ricochet chimed in with what he did. Um, and a few more people chimed in, you know, uh, because there's more than one style of high flying, sir. That was one. But the one that kind of got him was when uh, Melissa, you know, Lee, Marissa Lee was this girl's name. And he replied back to her after her little, you know, more, there's more than one style. He said, and none are as good as mine. And she went, touche. In that aspect, I agree, but also Io Shirai is a phenomenal high flyer as well. She's the best at what she does. This is what got Ricochet in a little bit of hot water here. I'm not saying she's not amazing. She 100% is, but I can do in capital letters everything she can, probably even better. She can't do what I am capable of, maybe not even half. I mean, I don't know. I think she's capable of wrestling on main events. She just never has. I, I think she's capable of that. Um, I actually think she's done a lot more. I mean, I haven't seen you fly off a cage with a fucking uh, a garbage can around your, your head. Have you? I mean, her promos are in subtitles, but they're more entertaining. I would agree with that also. I would agree with that. Um I don't know if there's any videos of her fingering her ass. There's one thing that he can do better. Um, I mean, if there are, can someone send a link? Yeah, twitter.com. If that exists, that's why you, you can shoot that on. Sorry there, Sensible Sam. Uh, <laughs> she's like, ew. Okay. 
Listen, you can go search the Ricochet one, Sam. That's what you can do, okay? <laughs> if that's your thing. If that's your thing. But uh, I, not a good idea to sit there and talk about talent, especially when I, I, I've said, and a lot of people I've heard say, that NXT right now has the, one of the best women's division out there, hands down. And Io Shirai was a huge part of that women's division. Um was Ricochet ever NXT champion even? No. He was a uh, North American champion. All right. So, you know, there's one thing she can do better than you is be a champion longer than you probably were in NXT. But I don't know, man. I, I think that it's so stupid to say what he said. Why not just leave it at at literally, yes, she's amazing. Done. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, though, is like it's not even a matter of it's a matter of I can do moonsaults better than she can do moonsaults. It's like, okay, can you like that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good wrestler. It's like it's where you put those moves in and how, you you know, how you end up pacing the match that actually matters. And if you can do everything so well, why can't you cut a fucking promo to save your life? Yeah, exactly. And listen. I get that you should feel that you're amazing. You're great. You're this. You're that. I get that. I do. I don't know if maybe he was sitting beside Seth Rollins and Seth was like, hey, tweet this. Get some heat. Because this is very Rollins-ish. Um, but I get it. He should definitely feel that way. But don't put down another talent in the company to make yourself look better. I don't think that's the right thing to do. Just my, you know, me thinking in professional terms here I, don't, I just don't think that's good for your career is what i'm saying right especially one that they seem to be committed on pushing when they're not pushing you it seems like a bad career yeah and and especially when literally i mean let's face it ricochet is to this company very expendable Mm-hmm. They can push him or not push him. I think they don't even care. I think they'd rather just see him run around with the twenty four seven title and have some fun. But man, I wouldn't doubt if we don't see Ricochet for a little while on television. Yeah, maybe. Or I mean, that or they'll just have him lose more, which would seem like punishment. But that's also just what he does regularly, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's kind of par for the course, if you will. So, I don't know. I don't even know. I just, I, it's so stupid. I don't get why he would, again, that that's all he had to say. Just agree. Yes, she is amazing. Done. She was on the poster with you, right under you. You literally could have just put her over too. Not hard and to like, do. And, like, it's not even that he's a heel. Like, he's supposed to be a face. It's one thing if you're an arrogant heel that's like, nobody can do, any, do it as good as I can do it. I'm the best. Like that's not his character. I mean, he, I mean, uh, my dad could beat up your dad. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's kind of what it reminded me of a little bit. But stupid, stupid move on Ricochet's part here. But um, I guess let's go ahead and move on a little bit. Um, oh, this is for all right. We'll talk about the NXT ta- talent being released at the end here. Um, Smart, you sent over a few. I did, I did indeed, yes. Just pick one. 
pick one at random. Here we go. Well, speaking of people who, um, yeah, I got no segue here. Anyways, <laughs> we, we had <laughs> audio profession. I'll go ahead and get this one. This is kind of a little bit of a palate cleanser, I guess, from shoving things into your butt. Um, <laughs> this is from Wrestle Talk. We had talked about Andrade making his return back to the rural wrestling scene. And um, his opponent for his return to AAA is a little bit less, uh, shall we say, polarizing than <laughs> the other opponent that he has lined up. He's... Uh, Answered the challenge. It's going to be Kenny Omega versus Ricochet for a triple mania for the Mega Championship. Versus Andrade. Ricochet was the last story. Yeah, that's right. I'm fucking got Ricochet. <laughs> it's going to be Kenny Omega and Andrade for the Mega Championship. Kenny Omega has made all of our dreams come true, but by ex- <laughs> I didn't I was not prepared to see that in the article. <laughs> There's a lot of dreams that I have that do not, actually all of my dreams do not involve Kenny Omega. Uh, that'd be some very weird imagery if they if it, if they did. Um, Kenny Omega has made all of our dreams come true by accepting yeah. former WWE star Andrade's challenge for a shot at AAA Mega Championship at AAA Mania in August. Andrade appeared on the big screen at a AAA show several weeks ago to challenge Kenny Omega, but Omega has only just accepted the match as confirmed by AAA's official Twitter account. And that is going to be happening... Uh, yeah, so I was saying Omega's had the title since October 2019. Of course, they had the pandemic, so shit was down for a while, but he's had the belt for a minute now, so that's going to be kind of interesting. It's going to be the 14th of August. That's Triple Mania. There you go, and I hear they're now calling it the Triple A O mega championship mm-hmm. nice, nice i'm 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 joking don't start that rumor uh okay. <laughs> to say no you know what's actually interesting too it's kind of a extra little thing is um i don't remember the name of the company but it's lucha underground's parent company they own the u.s rights for triple a so triple a can't even like in north america in the u.s at least they can't stream on their own youtube channel in the u.s it gets blocked because they tried to do they did a pay-per-view like last month ray dave Dolores, and uh they tried to stream it and it got blocked in the u.s wow I'm and it's sure. like their official YouTube because I ha- I added them a while back, but they they're not even allowed to stream their own shit in their in the US. Well, there's official VPNs out there. Uh, <laughs> there are VPNs out there, folks. Learn to use them. They're not hard to use. Um, I need to get one. To be honest with you, I need to get one. I'm gonna wait till I move. Because, like I said, I do have to very soon. Um, and by the way, once I'm moved and settled in and everything, might be a few little, few little changes going on with the show here. A couple of upgrades, if you will. Ch changes. I, w- I would like you to put down the sign that just says you're fired while smiling. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit insulting. I feel like we could talk about this off air. Not firing anybody. <laughs> Like we some change. There's gonna be some downsizing going on. No, I said upgrade is what I said. Glad you and cheese are friends, motherfucker. <laughs> your ass is out of here, boy. 
Anyway, Kenny Omega and Andrade going to be a great match. Can't wait to see it at Triple uh, A. Yes, Triple Mania. They're obviously their WrestleMania show. It's the big show for them. There you go. The uh, Omega Championship. <laughs> there you go. Omega. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and do another one. Ooh, we're going to double down here. Um, well, one of them is in relation to uh, another story that we're going to be getting into later. But this one comes from Sports Illustrated. I hear that they're, they're a bit of a credible source. We kind of got to take it with a grain of salt, though, you know. Um, but this is from SportsIllustrated.com. Shawn Michaels has a lot to say about Dakota Kai. So, Shawn Michaels, I'm so impressed with Dakota Kai. And he goes on, so we're going to go ahead and pull up a quote here. He says, we have an incredibly talented roster, especially our women, but look at Dakota. Michael says she's a special one. Let's use the War Games match from December as an example. Look at the ass-kicking she took. Language. Bouncing around and getting back up, presumably. Uh, that's an art, and she's mastering it. One of the greatest of all time, Michael's elevated the standard of excellence. Did he write this article himself? In professional wrestling, he thrived as a tag team wrestler in the middle of the card before dazzling in the main event. As bo- He definitely wrote this. As both a babyface and a heel, though widely known for his matches throughout the years at WrestleMania, Michael's complete body of work has served as a massive influence for the current generation of wrestlers. Well, what you see Dakota doing, I always pictured myself in that role because I wanted to ping pong around the ring for my opponent. Michael says, that's one of the reasons I became who I became in the wrestling business. So watching Dakota, I'm in, I'm so impressed. So he goes on, but you know, that's sort of the gist of it. I'm going to go ahead and post that in the chat here, but. Yeah, you know, and, and we've been putting her over uh, too. You know, he calls her a workhorse and. I, I can't deny what um, what he's saying about her. She has been great. I mean, she is one of the reasons Raquel Gonzalez is over. You can't say that it's not one of the reasons. Um, since her heel turn, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, Dakota Kai has really, I mean, put it into another gear going out there on NXT. And I really feel that she has been like, like, uh, like uh, Michaels is saying, she has been a hell of a workhorse for that uh, for that brand since. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been, I've been talking about that a bit because, like, it seems lately the last couple of matches she's had, she's been selling her ass off, just bumping all over the place, and it was like. It was very reminiscent of, you know, kind of the things that I've seen Shawn Michaels do. And also, of course, the pairing of being, you know, a smaller person with a bigger sort of a hoss behind them as sort of their muscle is very reminiscent of the whole Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash thing back in the day. So there's definitely parallels there. Yeah, 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 most definitely. But I mean, she, she's great. And, you know, I'm I'm glad they still have her and Raquel together, but I do feel that's going to start coming to a an end sooner rather than later, but who knows? Maybe it won't. Maybe they're going to keep her with them. Who knows? Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. 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 We definitely shall see. But, um, real quick, I, I thought this was a little interesting, um, article though. Um, Max Caster of the acclaimed decided to go ahead and try to trademark his name, the Max Caster name. 
also to try to trademark the term platinum to go with his name. Platinum Max Caster. Now, this trademark is being done through Michael E. Dawkins, who has helped a lot of stars in the past get their names trademarked. Um, many AEW stars already get their names trademarked. But uh, I haven't ever heard him use the Platinum. Have you? Was that on the indies he used that, Smark? That's his nickname in AEW. Platinum Max Caster. He's, he, he's got it in his tights. Ah, I haven't even noticed. I've been oblivious, what can I say? But, uh, yeah, he has definitely gone to um, see if he can trademark it, so that will be something that he will own. It looks and he looks like he filed it. They have the whole thing down here, but, um, yeah, he is going to try to trademark it so he can say it and uh, be Platinum Max Caster once again, so... There you go. Again, I, I nothing to spend time on. I just thought it was interesting. Thought I'd mention it real quick. So we got two more little things. Uh, not little. Two more kind of big things to talk about, Smart. And they're uh, talking about it right now in the chat room. Um, AEW. That's right. Which was on tonight. AEW has announced a new television show. Called, mm-hmm. a, called AEW Rampage. It will be Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I think that's a smart idea, by the way. This will start on August 13th. Once again, Friday night after SmackDown is when this will start. Right. So... Those fuckers are counter-programming this. Mm, not a bad... Uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, you sons of bitches. But, um... We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that means we don't have to talk about it. There you Yay. go. Exactly. Um, now, according to Tony Khan, Warner Media, Warner Brothers, did offer to expand Dynamite to three hours show. He instead chose to have another show created, and that's what they did. According to PW Insider, AEW is going to receive an eight-figure payday for this show. And also, Dynamite is moving over to from TNT to TBS. So both these shows are going to end up being on TBS. Now, I see people saying, oh, that's a downgrade. No, it's not. TBS actually gets way more viewers than TNT does. This is a good move for them when it happens. It's going to be a good move for them. I definitely think so. You don't think so? Well, they're going to have less... Interruptions. Uh, well, yes, yeah. there is that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Please. Well, yeah, there, there's less interruptions because, and they did not not necessarily any though, because they they still have to compete with baseball. Right. But they're not going to be preempted in terms of like how they're they're going to be next week with the NBA playoffs and whatnot. Um, I think a little bit of it is just perception, like. I mean, there, I was seeing a lot of people just asking the question of which one's, you know, which one's available in more homes, which one gets better ratings. I, you know, a lot of people saying that they thought that TNT was, you know, a bigger network than TBS. So if there's, you know, people trying to figure out if TBS is as good or better, that sort of, you know, that's a little bit of a bad omen in its own. And then there's just the idea of 
you know, the fact that they're moving, even though it is basically for all intents and purposes, a lateral move, the idea that they're moving sort of suggests that T- they didn't TNT didn't want them or they didn't want them being on TNT. There's that. And also just, you know, whether it's a fair comparison or not, the fact that it's wrestling on Turner network, they're going to be synonymous forever linked with WCW. And people are conditioned with the fact that Thunder was on WCW, or that, well, it was, but I meant to say Thunder was on TBS, that being on TBS means it's it's a lesser value product. Maybe back then it was, now it's not. And again, the move for Dynamite is not happening until 2022. So let's not sit here and right. go, they're moving right away. It's taking a while. They're going to take their time. Um, the, again, Rampage will start August 13th, but Dynamite will not move to TBS until 2022. I I really don't think it's, again, I I said there's, this is a chance for them to get more eyes on the product. Um, and once again, they're going to have people groomed to go over there from this show being on for, you know, what is it? It could be eight months, could be a year. So you don't have time to promote it. Yeah, but I do see where you're going, the fact that, you know, Thunder was on there, but I don't know, man. I saw some pretty goddamn good episodes of Thunder. Oh, yeah. It just, it was, you know, the B show, but um, that's just sort of the thing. And then there's the other thing with it being that, you know, TNT is more synonymous with sports because, you know, they have the NBA stuff. TBS is a little bit more associated with comedies because they have... I mean, literally, they do show reruns of Friends, Family Guy, American Dad. They have a couple of other little, their own, you know, in-house series, but those are usually all comedies. So, like, they're sort of associated with comedies, so it's a little bit of a weird choice stylistically, I guess, if you want to put it like that. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, and TNT shows mummy movies and drama. I mean, TNT does drama. Wasn't that the old saying? Wasn't that their old hook? Mm-hmm. There you go. I used I used to watch TNT like all day they because they used to show Law and Order, uh, Law and Order SVU. They used to show Criminal Intent, all of those Law and Orders. Man, I used to watch the shit out of them. And then they would do the NCIS and all the dramas. I like them. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But I will say, and go ahead. I'm just going to give you a little bit of time to get that uh, that cue ready that we've been talking about all show long. I've managed to find out the reason as to why they're moving to TBS. Oh, oh, hold on. There we go. There we go. Right on time. Not a second too soon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm smoking a joint here, man. (laughs) I know. I did put you on the spot there. Um, So basically what it turns out to be is that the real winner of the uh, alleged Wednesday Night Wars NXT versus AEW was the NHL because they are being moved so that they can have NHL Wednesday Night Games on TNT. So NHL managed to bump both NXT and AEW off of Wednesday nights, or off of their channel at least. Wow. Um, I didn't know hockey was so big. In um, in the in the U.S., I, I mean, I mean, I've been to hockey games before. Um, I've said before, my 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 cousin who was the wrestling fan was a tried out for the Bruins. Um, hockey was kind of in my family, but I just, I mean, I I don't know, man. 
again, I'm not a sports fan, so that's kind of where it might hit, but just didn't know NHL. But uh, good for hockey, man. I thought once Gretzky left, no one watched anymore. I mean, that's kind of the thing. I think that's more of a sad thing about just where wrestling as a whole is right now. It's like hockey is, in terms of like viewership at least, like the fourth most popular sport in the U.S. right now. (laughs) And yet still, it has the ability to preempt or push or, you know, move television shows around or wrestling shows around at least. Yeah, and I mean, I got to say, I actually... Don't I actually like watching hockey? If it's if I'm in a bar or a restaurant and it's on, I'm watching it. I'm I don't wa- mind it. I have a hard time, like just literally, I have a hard time keeping up with the puck because my as small as it is, my eyesight's not great, so it can be hard sometimes to kind of follow along with it. But other than that, I enjoy it. <laughs> now they have the streak. That's true. That's true. Yeah, now they got the streak to go with it. <clears throat> oh, I got to get a fucking. Plus, <laughs> I got to get a mute button for this. Plus, I mean, right now it's not a, the best time because being a Chicago win, I was a black. I, I am a Blackhawks fan, and they had a dynasty for a while there, and now they're kind of in the rebuilding process. So it's it's going to be a minute before they're competitive again. Ah, my uh, buddy, of mine, his son plays hockey down in Florida. Nice, very nice. Oh yeah, they. I mean, Florida's got a team down there. I used to go see the. I forget who they are, but <clears throat> Panthers, I, Florida Panthers. Ah, I used to go see them <laughs> play every now and then. Well, actually, they got a couple because you got the Florida Panthers, you got the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, I think that's it. I think so. I think so, and we'll, <laughs> I believe here the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, you got the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All kinds of teams. All kinds of teams. All right. Well, going to be some... Again, I, I think AEW, once again, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> going not... Choosing not to have that third hour. Oh, beautiful idea. Really good idea. Um, I think that would have just drowned their show out a lot more and been a bad idea for them. So... I think the fact that Khan decided to pick another show was a really, really smart idea. Again, knowing that eventually you're moving your other show over to the, to TBS can kind of, you're going to be able to buy your own ad time. So I don't see a problem with it. I actually think it's a smart idea. Smart. Right. There you go. No, I mean, it's just a matter of we'll, we'll see. Like you said, they do have a lot of time to promote the show, so it's not a sudden thing. It's not like how they kind of fell into their laps like they were forced to, like how NXT was, where they basically only had a couple of weeks to just adapt to the change. Right. So, I mean, we'll just see. We'll see how it is that they're promoting them and all of that kind of stuff. But the idea that they're giving them another TV show on top of the fact that they have Dynamite, they have the Cody Rhodes reality show, they got fucking Cody in a game show. I mean, they, they it seems like they have faith in them promotion as a whole yeah most definitely it seems like they're actually trying to just hook their just hook into it and kind of partner with aew to take i mean aew is obviously one of their big rating shows um otherwise they wouldn't be not glomming on but kind of just again kind of hooking themselves on like velcro to uh 
just partner up and take the station to new levels, man. So, which and speaking of that, I guess we'll just go ahead and roll into the last little thing that I had prepared. So uh, from PW Insider, more on big AEW announcement today. The word making the rounds is that between the switch to TBS rampage, got to say it in all caps, and the new quarterly specials on TNT, all elite wrestling is receiving in the area of a eight-figure payday from Warner Media. A big part of the move was brought about by Warner Media making their deal with the NHL. They scooped me. I was the first one to know about that. That was all in-house. Anyways, internally within AEW, this is being seen as a positive and a way to increase the company's footprint on multiple networks and additional content to produce Warner Media's Brett Whites. I'm assuming that's how you said your name. his name. I don't know. Issued the following statement to the New York Post about the move. Quote, both TBS and TNT have an incredibly storied history with wrestling. So the idea of us being able to put more AEW into TBS is a natural fit. Did the NHL have anything to do with it? Sure. He's more honest than the other guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking old Nick Khan was out there saying, nope, it had nothing to do with our <laughs> NHL, NHL had something to do with it. NBA had something to do with it. The college scheduled a ton of preemptions. When we looked where the consumer is going to be, where wrestling fans are going to be, we want to give them the most opportunity to consume as many shows as possible. We felt TBS had an opportunity to be the network and the best platform for expansion. I think that's about what we just said. Yeah, pretty much. I was kind of echoing your sentiment very much in the sense of just less preemptions, more opportunities to watch. You don't have, you know, you're not fucking with the viewership as much. Yeah. Once again, this is uh, Tony Khan being a very smart businessman. Three hours. Imagine having another three-hour show two days after another three-hour show. And after watching a two-hour show on Tuesday, I, I, please God, no. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Tony Khan, for sparing all of us that that nightmare of a week. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I definitely got to give him credit for at least sort of being aware enough to see that that's really kind of one of the biggest complaints about the competitor if that's what you want to call them, mm. is that Raw being three hours is just way too fucking much. It, it It is. And, you know, luckily Tony Khan is a little more tuned in to the, you know, what the people are saying online. And he sees it more than I know Vince may see it, but it doesn't stick. <laughs> Tony Khan can take take in what's going on. And, I mean, if that's what he was thinking in the back of his mind, Jesus Christ, I don't want to be, like, raw people complaining. So, I don't know. But like I said, man, this is, you know, less, like you said, less preemptions. Uh, not completely out of the woods with preemptions, but less. And more eyes. Like I said, TBS gets mu- gets a lot more eyes on it than TNT does. Mm-hmm. So... There you go. All right. Um, I guess we get into the last little bit of news we have, Smark. That is the releases. NXT has released a couple of surprising people um, this week. 
The first surprising one, Smark, I'm going to mention is Jessamine Duke. A <clears throat> uh, little surprised they let her go. She is one of the four horsemen with Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Jessamine Duke, and uh, Marina Shafir, right? Uh, That's right. Yeah, Marina Shafir. Who is still employed. <laughs> <clears throat> who is? Who is? And Rousey's technically still employed. She hasn't been fired. Shayna, obviously, still there. I don't, I mean, I don't know if she's hurt. I mean, I know they weren't using Jessamine Duke. I don't know why. I didn't think she was well, bad. Go ahead. The, the story that kind of came out was that she does a lot of streaming. She has her own channel. She collaborates a lot with the Up, Up, Down, Down. She does a lot of gaming. Streams on her own channel, streams of Up, Up, Down, Down, that thing. And basically, I don't know if it was true or not, take it with a grain of salt, as, you know, anything else that we talk about here. The The idea was that they were having her contribute on that, focus on that more so than wrestling, because that was where she was kind of believed to be the most valuable to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a little bit of I've seen some rumors, nothing really concrete, nothing official, that the sort of speculation is that they're they're releasing her as a performer. And they're going to like have her under a new contract as you know a digital content creator. That's not official yet, but that's sort of the rumor. We'll see if that actually happens or if they just totally cut ties with her. Because I mean, she's she's been streaming a lot. Like even she streamed this morning. Wow. <laughs> under the impression that she was with them. Please. So, who knows? So the last time we saw her, I believe she was Roderick Strong's muscle. No, that was. Uh, that was what was that? The other lady was that Shafir? Shafir. That was Shafir. Yeah, that's okay. his wife. Okay. Because we were Shafir. talking about how he's even her sidekick. He's just everybody's kind of everybody's bitch. Um, the last uh, time we had uh, seen her, she was on Raw Underground because we were talking about yes. it. Because she threw like some kind of questionable looking punches because she didn't want to actually hurt somebody. So she kind of really yeah. didn't know what to do in that scenario. Right. Because it was like, well, you're supposed to make it look real because this is supposed to be like MMA, but. You know, don't actually hurt the the actress that we hired for you to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't kill anyone, please. Um, so, all right, I guess we'll see what happens with her, and if they're going to keep her on as a maybe she wants to do that. Maybe she, maybe maybe that's her preference. I, I I don't really know. I'm still a little shocked that uh, they would let her go. Um, but uh, let's see, Vanessa Bourne, another one let go. Uh, today released Skylar Story, um, Brandy Lauren, who I believe is uh, who's who's her husband. I saw it today and I forgot. I don't know if husband, but she was linked to Joey Janela for a while. Joey Janela's girlfriend. That's who she is. Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Girlfriend. Um, she was uh, like literally her only appearance was like she was in the hot tub with Damian Priest. And that was about it. Well, and we see where Damien Priest is also. So anyway. Uh... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we said it was downhill from him, for him after that, too. So We were right. We were, we were right. Uh, Ezra Judge was let go. I, I don't think, I'm not sure we ever saw Ezra Judge. Um, Looks like we did once February 9th, 2020 at a nope, live event in Jacksonville. We never saw him on TV. Um, we uh, now Alexander Wolf also got released, yes. so he got his ass kicked last night and um, by Marcel and Fabian, and uh, they decided to go ahead and kick him out of Imperium. 
and they got him fired too. Yeah, I was seeing on his Twitter that he's already like accepting booking inquiries. I don't know if he can actually do anything yet, but DMs are open if you're uh, looking to book him. Ooh, if you want to slide into those DMs. I'll show up at your birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, son, Mike. I know how much you love Imperium. Mm-hmm. And hey, we, we couldn't afford Walter, but we got the uh, the other guy. <laughs> we got the guy not hired by WWE anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, the desperate guy. Uh, Kavita Devi. Uh, don't think we really ever saw her either. Um and there were a couple of referees released. One of them was Jake Clemens. The other was Drake Wirtz, mm-hmm. who used to be Drake Younger, right? Drake Younger. That's right, Jake Under. Drake Younger, yes. Drake Under? Smart. <laughs> Jake Unger. Big fan, big fan. <laughs> now, has he... Uh, haven't really been hearing too much about him. Has he been up to anything? Oh, Drake, yeah, he's been up to a few things, uh, according to Dirt Sheet Radio. Let's hope they're not lying to us this time. Uh, that that little ratings debacle got him a little bit on the on the ringside news side for me a little bit here. Um, but anyway, Drake Wirtz reportedly was almost beat up by talent once and also walked out on a Triple H meeting on inclusion. Fightful is reporting that uh, Wirtz had nuclear heat brought on by himself after he was warned by WWE attending events without a mask. Now, we know he was anti-mask. We do know that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, his Twitter was full of it. Uh, now, there, there were said to be attempts for political plays when he tried to position himself for certain roles in the company. The word going around is that he was willing to put heat on others several times in order to get what he wanted. It was also reported that since there was an issue where um, Ezra, Judge, who was Leko also, almost got physical with words, and there were numerous instances where NXT higher-ups were alerted to issues that words had... uh, it, uh, that he had issues with people of color. There was also said to have been heat on words backstage at last year's NXT takeover in your house show. As triple H gave a speech about black lives matter, triple H also brought up uh, or talked about all people of religion and different races being welcomed. And once religions were mentioned, words aggressively gathered his stuff and left. Several wrestlers in the company have stated that they felt uncomfortable and unsafe around Wirtz. Among other things, Wirtz was said to have been loudly critical of wrestlers getting vaccinated, even for simple flu shots. Okay. Are we ready for this? (laughs) No? Jesus Christ. All right. This guy was obviously a right-wing nut. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, yes, I am a, a different type of right wing nut. Uh, <laughs> if you want to put it that way, I'm not this guy. I'm way more in libertarian side. This guy is like completely conservative. I am more a libertarian conservative than, than just conservative. But this guy is obviously wacko. Now, you know, having an opinion about vaccines, that's one thing you can have your opinion. It doesn't matter to me either, either way. Having your opinion on religion, that's one thing, but 
this country is, you know, we do have freedom of, of religion here. I think if you get up and walk out, you're kind of just showing you're a piece of shit and aren't open to other religions. Um, Almost got into a fight with one person that we know of, and it does say NXT higher-ups were alerted to more issues and to his issues with people of color. This guy obviously has some deep, deep, deep ingrained issues. Mm-hmm. I'm a little shocked he's lasted this long. Huh? He's been there a good while. Yeah, there, there's also some stories about him, and I mean, I can dig them up if, if you'd like, but some stories about him being affiliated with QAnon as well. So he he's he's made himself a lot of friends. He's just killing it. Just killing it out there. Well, these are QAnon beliefs here. Uh, it, it, well, not as much through I don't know. I don't know where the religion stuff came from. I don't know what's going on with that. But the the the, the not being vaccinated, look. I am I personally do not want to get vaccinated. I'm I know I'm taking a calculated risk. I don't get flu shots either. I personally just don't enjoy volunteering myself to get a needle stuck in me. Um, it's got nothing to do with I might get you know five G plugged in me. Hey, my phone would work better. I'd be fine with that. Uh, I, I don't think it's gonna. It, it's a chip being popped in me or anything like that. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe you know. Maybe in five or six years we'll have a zombie invasion. Who knows? Um, <laughs> holy shit! WWE was right. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. Son of a bitch! Where's Damian Priest now? Uh, <laughs> one of my uh, favorite comments was one that I saw in the chat here from Christopher Kane. Basically, he's going to be just next entrant for Tournament of Death. Mm. There you go. I like that one. I like that one. But uh, yeah, this guy obviously has some deeper, deeper issues than just being QAnon or just being right wing. Um, You know, I I don't know what the instances were with the people of color. I don't know what it was, but it seems that he was just by the article's words. I have no context or no idea it does seem that he was having problems with mainly people of color. I mean, if religion, if he walked out during religion, that kind of gives you a little little hint right there. I will be fucking damned if I'm sharing a locker room with a fucking Presbyterian. <laughs> shaking, his hand, shaking his fist and storming out. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, a lot of sensitive subjects in this. Um in this mm-hmm. I mean, like legit, I've seen almost every week a new news story about this guy, and it's all similar, like uncomfortable shit, which is why I just didn't bother ever really bringing it up because there's plenty of places you can go for political talk these days. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like every week it's a new thing about this guy. He just seems like he kept digging that hole deeper and deeper. And and that happens to some people that they hit that QAnon thing. I'm gonna say this though, I did and I used to because you can't follow him on Facebook or anything anymore. I did follow QAnon on Facebook or Q really is what it is. Um I did. It was comedy to me. It was comedy to me, to be honest with you. It really was. That's what I took it as. But 
I can see people going deep down the dude. People go deep down a lot of different rabbit holes. People go deep down the UFO rabbit holes. There's people out there that are completely obsessed with UFOs and aliens and all kinds. Of, dude, there's flat earthers out there. Flat earthers. Hey now, what? <laughs> I said, hey now. I'm sorry, AJ Styles, but there. I mean, did, did... <laughs> listen, no son of mine is gonna go. I really can't finish that without saying anything really offensive. (laughs) Why don't we just... uh... All right, so again, many releases today, NXT releases. Look, it's. I know it's a shitty time, but some of those people hadn't even been used on television yet, and I mean, I, I, I guess maybe if you don't see anything in them, you don't see an upside to them. You do what you gotta Actually, do. While we're talking about AJ Styles, real quick, the thing that I miss about <laughs> WWE wrestlers not being allowed to Twitch stream anymore is his son, because he would he would play like Madden with his son a lot. Mm. His son was like a real life Bobby Hill. It was fucking fantastic because he's like he's a Southern, you know, they're, they're Southerners, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's got the thick Southern accent. He's a little bit of a chubby fella, and he just like he was just straight up like watching real life Bobby Hill. It was amazing. Nice. Um, what show is that from? King of the Hill. I've never seen an episode of King of the Hill. I've never dun, seen done done part two. I've never seen an episode of Family Guy. Oh my! Uh, I'm pretty out of it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is all coming full circle because, like, I, I'm the one that never sees any of the movies. Yeah. So you're the one that never sees any of the TV shows. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck on the TV shows I enjoy, and I kind of just watch those. And because I mean, I did. I don't know. I, I always DVR'd stuff, so I would just watch them my own time usually, and that was it. And now I just, you know, now I seek out stuff when I want to watch it, and I can watch it whenever I want, but. Just it's never kind really of a thing is like shows like that, like sitcoms and animated, you know, comedies like that are kind of they're not the best to stream because there's no like real from point A to point B narrative. It's usually it's all like kind of self-contained episodes. Yeah, well, I don't know. I've just I've never seen an episode of either of those shows. I There's probably many other shows that you're like, oh, you've never seen that either. But, you know, just, uh, no, I have, I have, so. <laughs> Sam says, Box likes the Golden Girls shows, and that's it. Oh, Box likes Golden Girls and shows like that. I do like, like Golden Girls, Designing Women. I, both of those I actually enjoyed. Both of those. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I did like Golden Girls, and I did like Designing Women. I, I, I always thought, I thought Annie Potts was kind of, kind of sexy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the show. Oh, it was like a show in the early '90s, and it was like kind of a comedy. Um, you know, who, fuck, I can't remember. I can't remember at all. Who was in it? What, what was it about? Like Queen Latifah was in it. Queen Latifah in a TV show in the '90s. Mm. Oh. I know she did do a TV show in the '90s. I'm going to look it up, and while we're looking it up, and while we're starting fights in the chat room about shows that we watched and haven't <laughs> watched, I'm going to go ahead and rattle Sam's cage a little bit and say that I have not seen Rick and Morty yet. 
I know wow. she's a big fan of Rick and Morty. I've, I've just never gotten around to it. I've heard good things. Oh, she, things. see, she wants to sit around and watch Golden Girls, and we can sip chamomile tea and, and eat dates. Maybe some prunes. Uh, living Single. Thank you, Christopher Kane. That's the one. There we go. There we go. Yeah, Living Single. Have you, did you ever watch that? I caught a few episodes. wasn't one that I really sat down and watched. By the time the 90s hit and those shows were hitting... Um, I had discovered high school partying, alcohol, fun, fun. Look at look at you over there, just living life like socially drunk. Yeah. Well, is there any other way to live? Drunk and stupid. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Dean Wormer said that's no way to live. Uh, <laughs> you can't go through life drunk and stupid, son. <laughs> I mean, I've made it 30 years. We've been all right. Uh, made it 45. Uh, <laughs> I got 15 years on you there. I started when I was 19. I haven't been drinking my whole life, but. Uh, my foot is stuck between the chair and the computer. Hold on. Let me slide out of the way. Here we go. I can finally move my foot again. It's been stuck there for about 20 minutes. Um, just kind of rolled into the into where it went. So, all right. Speaking of uh, television shows and things we enjoyed, I guess we got to go to the pay per view here. Let's get through some of these. How long have we been on so far? Oh man, we got through all that news pretty quick. Pretty quick, Mark. <laughs> Let's see if we can get through these uh, again, dude. I have. I have four notes on Raw. No, three, really. <laughs> so, that's good. NXT's short. AEW's even short. So, let's go ahead and get through Backlash here. We already talked about one match, so we're not going to get into the Miz and everything. We already talked about that, which, you know, shortened up our little thing here. Uh, now, I did see Sheamus and Ricochet. Was that a pre-show match, Mark? It sure was, because I did not watch it, but they okay. alluded to it on Raw. I That's what I saw. I wasn't sure if I missed something, but okay. Um, they started out with the women's match. It was Asuka versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I liked Charlotte and her Cruella DeVille uh, 101 Dalmatians-themed gear. Did you like that? Did you like that? I did, actually. It's kind of cool. Um since we probably won't talk about the the promo that happened, she's got like I I love because she she broke it out on Raw. She has this fucking adjustable collar on the getup because she has a ring jacket. It comes with a ring jacket, and she fucking she's walking around with the collar popped up and like it takes up like three or four feet on either side of her, and it's just the fucking most obnoxious thing in the world. That's wonderful because she's a peacock. Mm-hmm. That that's why she came out with peacock feathers all all the time. She's. She's a peacock. She's doing a peacock act. Um, one thing I'll say about this match, I'm glad they gave this match time. I believe it was a little over like 15 to 17 minute match, which I, I'm glad they did. Sometimes when they bring out these women in the beginning, they don't give them a lot of time because they want to rush through this and get to everything else. Um, I am extremely happy. Rhea won. I know she didn't pin Charlotte. I know she pinned Asuka. But I'll take it. I'll take it. Can they maybe now stop making Rhea an afterthought of a champion? 
Maybe, maybe now. Possibly, Smart, you think? Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it seems like they're going down that direction. I mean, it seems like they're probably going to have her version Charlotte again. But it seems like they're at least going to try to start shifting the balance of attention towards her a little bit more. I'm hoping. Uh, well, I mean, Raw didn't exactly give me hope about that. But um, I guess we'll see. Uh, definitely like after Rhea won the match, she was needling Charlotte. Charlotte's just sitting there like, shut up, bitch. I'm trying to take this all in. I like that part. Um, what about you? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. I mean, it, 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 it the story that they told was pretty good. It was in line with the story that they've been telling, where it's basically they were focusing, Oscar and Rhea were both focusing on Charlotte, you know, working together, teaming up, kind of putting over the the idea that she's the most, you know, the biggest threat to the women's division. And then you also have, you know, from Charlotte's perspective, the idea of kind of the conspiracy theories that she's been falling into that, you know, everybody's out to get her and they're all trying to dig her over because she's better than everybody else. So you have, you know, them working together against her to kind of take her out of the match. So on all, I thought it was good stuff. She's queuing on another conspiracy theory. Got a lot of conspiracy theorists in WWE. She's not, oh, you, you come on, you missed the opportunity. She's not QAnon. She's Woo Anon. All right. Yeah. Hold your tomatoes, folks. (laughs) Waka, waka, waka. Uh, (laughs) They used to throw tomatoes at Fozzie Bear. I don't know if it's any good, but I I guess this weekend, actually, they did a uh, skit on Saturday Night Live about Stalo and Waldorf. I have yet to see it, but it, it, it got my attention because I find them to be kind of interesting figures. Statler and Waldorf, not Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I think the last time I watched Saturday Night Live, uh, The Rock hosted. So it's been a minute. Oh, more than a minute. Um, maybe a couple hours. <laughs> been, uh, been some time. Some time has elapsed. Yeah. But to be honest, I like the older SNL stuff, the, the the Chevy Chase, the Steve Martin, Martin Short, Eddie Murphy, obviously. Um, I like all that old stuff. Belushi, that shit was amazing back then. Um, this show is, is a story that's going around or that I've heard before that I, I just cannot forget that at one point. On Saturday Night Live, Chevy Chase and uh, Bill Murray got into it. They got into, like, a fight. And apparently Bill Murray shouted the phrase medium talent at Chevy Chase, which doesn't sound like a huge insult, but with somebody, like, the ego that Chevy Chase has, I feel like that would be, like, the biggest fucking dig you could make at him. Mm. Because if you say that he sucks, he's like, oh, you're just lying because you're upset. But if you just look at him in the eyes and just yell, you're average. (laughs) Like, hey, what the fuck? Come on, man. (laughs) And listen, Chevy Chase is awesome. I got to be honest. I watched the uh, Fletch movies last night, <clears throat> or uh, Monday night. Fletch one and two. Seen... Oh, let's see. Here. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up to make sure I'm saying the movie right. I think it was called Nothing But Trouble. Yep. Ah, what'd you think of it? Because I I heard it quite panned. It didn't do well in theaters. It's one of those cult movies. It's another. It's John Candy's in it. Um, yeah. It's Directed. just. Good little story. Not a bad movie. 
uh, don't go into it thinking you're going to see this great movie or anything, but it's a fun one to watch. Well, see, I, we're talking about like rabbit holes and whatnot because we were talking about a couple weeks ago. We were talking about you know, Shock G had passed away. We were talking about Digital Underground and the video for the song, same song. It's actually it's on like it's the guy. I think it's on the soundtrack for the movie, but it has clips of the movie "Nothing But Trouble" in interspersed or spliced in along with the rest of the video, huh. and it's got like Dan Aykroyd hanging out with like Easy and Dr. Dre and shit in the music video. Wow. So it's a real, it's a fun watch. Nice, and you know, speaking of skit shows and comedies, and uh, Paul Mooney passed away today. He did, R.I.P. He, was, he definitely kind of got a little bit of a sort of recognition or, you know, a little bit of fame from uh, being on Chappelle's show. Like, Dave Chappelle right. was a big fan of his. He was a bit of a mentor to him, I guess, in some regard. But he, he had the uh, – he, he did the Nostradamus skit on Chappelle's show. He played the black Nostradamus. He did. And he did a, a movie skit on Chappelle's show, too. Uh, Paul Mooney uh, – Paul Mo- Mooney on movies. Um Mm-hmm. He did that, and if you really want to see him not be funny, uh, if you've ever watched the Buddy Holly story with Gary Busey, he uh, plays Sam Cooke. Hmm. Very interesting. He plays Sam Cooke in that movie. Um, pretty good shit. Pretty good shit right there. So, you know, there's one to check out there. That's a good movie if you've never seen it. Never seen uh-huh. it? Check that out. Dude, Gary Busey. What was it called one more time? Buddy Holly Story. Oh, yeah, okay. That'd Just be easy to remember. I don't want to spoil anything. But it's about Buddy Holly. And he dies in the end. Ah, uh, shit. Well, never mind. I think I'll just watch La Bamba instead. <laughs> Is okay, I got a story on that one, too. Um... <laughs> I think he died on the same plane, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Big spoiler, big spoiler. Ooh, tie them together. Uh, along with the big bapa. Uh, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, all right. I guess we should get back to this pay-per-view. See how good this pay-per-view was? <laughs> yeah, I, I did not, I, I did not, while I was watching it, expect us to go on a detour where we talked about Buddy Holly and Richie Valens in it. Or Saturday Night Live. Uh, but I guess, I guess that just kind of popped in there. But, um, well, speaking of family, Dominic and his dad come out. They're against the dirty dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I gotta say this match went pretty much as expected. Didn't, I mean, I didn't see Dominic taking the beating earlier in the night, which just made Ray more of an underdog in the match, Mm -hmm. which Ray always works good as the underdog, um, Raid did all the work in this match, and uh, Dominic comes out to steal all the glory. See what I did there? Glory, <laughs> glorious, glory, glorious. Mm-hmm. I forget it. Um, so <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> glory hall, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> when you said this match went on, I thought the next words were going to be on for way too long. Uh, <laughs> it definitely did. It was like fucking 18 minutes long. 
and like yeah. the, the thing about it was is it wasn't necessarily bad other than the fact that we we've, we've seen this matchup in some capacity like a dozen times by now but like when you when because they show dominic getting attacked backstage so you know at some point that he's going to be coming out at some point and right. it's just a matter of when, and it seemed like it took forever for that to happen. But like you said, you know, they want to make Rey Mysterio to be the underdog. That's sort of the role that he works best in. And by proxy, I think they're trying to make Dominic into that role too. Cause you know, you have both of them overcoming being attacked and, you know, emerging victorious kind of kills like any credibility that Ziggler and Rude have. But right. They accept when cares, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Except Dominic, the tallest one in the fucking ring. Uh, <laughs> here's the underdog. Yeah. Yeah, he's too tall. And he, he won with the frog splash, so his real dad will be happy with that. Ah, uh, oh, that was wrong. They did mention Eddie, by the way, after uh, this one. And this, you know, listen, I'm not going to shit on this little moment. They had a nice little moment, uh, you know, Ray and his son there, uh, Dominic. First ever father sung Tad T champions. I think it's a g- good moment for them. I enjoyed it. I we knew this was going to happen. We said they were going to go for the feel good moments, Mark. We knew it was going to happen. I mean, it was nothing surprising about it. Yeah, I mean, this is very true. Um, the only thing, the only thing though, is like I know that Rey Mysterio likes doing the kind of cosplay outfits. But with being the size that he is, it kind of just sometimes looks really sort of bad and embarrassing because he was like he was doing a thing with his tights because he had on the, like the the gray and like light blue, so it's sort of Batman themed because he had the the on his, his chest he had the yellow with his logo on it, so kind of looking like you know basically the whole Batman attire. But the thing is, is like again being as small as he is, he kind of just looks like a child trick or treating. So sometimes <laughs> those looks don't always pay off for him, and it, like it'd be kind of embarrassing. Oh shit, poor Ray. God damn. Duh, uh, hoo, 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 hoo. Um, I was thinking about that too, though, because like you said, his like Dominic is way taller than Ray is, and it's just oh, yeah. like I couldn't imagine having a dad that is like twenty percent my height. I mean, I could have stopped after the first part of that sentence, but. I just get somebody that small, just like, just like you, when you're fucking 14 and you're already like two feet taller than him, it's just, it's wild. <laughs> I'll give you a minute. I don't know what I'll do to kill time in between them, but I'll give you a second to regain your composure. Oh, shit. Um, anyway, J- Jimmy Huso <laughs> spent. Oh my God. They fucking, they cut to him. Because this is before the, the the infamous zombie match, they showed the back of his T-shirt for about fifteen minutes. Like he was just yeah. walking through the entire arena, and there was a tight shot where you could see literally nothing but his name, the, the back of his T-shirt, yeah. and his name on the T-shirt. Just his name. Um, now I'm going to wrap up a couple of segments here by just kind of uh, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to lightly paraphrase this, if that's okay. Sure. Jimmy Uso spent most of the night telling Jay to man the fuck up. Mm -hmm. That's it. I think I just paraphrased all those segments into that little statement. Literally, Jimmy Uso could have done one segment and gone, Jay, man the fuck up. And we could have skipped a few segments and made it have a couple longer matches. 
Uh, the zombie match could have been 10 more minutes. Okay. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just reminded me of uh, an episode of NYPD Blue, to be honest with you. John Clark. I'm not surprised. John Clark, the kid that played uh, Zach in uh, Say by the Bell, was Andy's partner. And they were doing this thing, and uh, John tells him, you know, it, it, they were arguing a little bit, and John's like, you know, Andy, it, it, it's like you just want me to pull the string. Yes, Andy. Yes, Andy. Yes, Andy. And, you know, just be the, the, the string doll. And you just reminded me of that right there. Yes, Boxman. Yes, Boxman. Yes, Boxman. <laughs> And I know my role, okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up by your stupid ass zombie match. Uh, <laughs> see, well, see, in order to understand the zombie, I'm gonna make like a 40 minute YouTube video about this shit. <laughs> Maybe make a make a secluded paradigm about it, dude. If you want to, uh, I'll 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 log you into the fucking dirt sheet dudes channel if you want to do it. Uh, it would be embarrassing if that was like our biggest video. It's just like somebody made a 40 reasons why the zombie match was good. <laughs> fucking 2 million people saw it. There's like 800 fucking thousand thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> but they all watch, so who cares? Um, mm -hmm. All right. And by the way, this is pretty much the only show that we're going to be going match by match. And I figured we could. I mean, I know you've heard it, but that's why we're not spending a ton of time on everything. You guys have heard this since Sunday. Um, Bianca Belair versus Bailey for SmackDown Women's Championship. Really good match between these two. I, I actually like the chemistry they have. Now, both these two are actually known for having really good matches. Bianca obviously has been known for it. Bailey known for it also. Um, so it's nothing surprising, nothing new with these. Uh, I did like Bailey. Using the braid a little bit, not uh, mm -hmm. not kind of kind of learning by Sasha's mistake, if you will. Um, but I also liked Bianca, kind of not healing it up, but giving Bailey a little little taste for her own medicine with hooking her leg with the hair. Uh, it was a little botched, but <laughs> it was it was a good idea. It's the execution because she she wrapped her her braid around her leg. Yeah, and then I don't know if it was a combination of like she was sweaty or whatever, or if like Bailey moved too much, but the braid just completely fucking like it ended up slipping right off of her leg. And then as the referee was cutting the three, she was trying to reattach it. So it, like it looked it, it didn't look great, but it was a good idea, and they, they did a good yeah. enough job putting it over in commentary. Point made. I. I'm not going to completely shit on it. Point made with with well, it, with what they were match. doing. It was. It, 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 you can't let that little thing ruin the match. Is is what I'm saying. Sure. I, the only thing, the only thing that I don't really liked uh, about that in particular, because I thought it was a good match. Like you were saying, I liked the the part with. Bailey learning from Sasha's mistakes. I like the idea that they had Bailey do some moves that she has that doesn't normally do. They had like the gut buster on the ring steps and things mm. like that. She they got into like a tie up battle and she just dove out of the ring like suicide dive out of the ring to break up the you know they had they had her wrestling a little bit different a little bit more unhinged because also I the whole sort of idea is that you know Bianca's success is getting to Bailey and driving her nuts. So they had her be a little bit more out there. But the thing that I didn't like about 
the finish of the match with the whole the braid thing tying it up. Mm. I'm just scared that when they find something that people get into or like a particular moment, I hate to use the term, but goes viral as it did with her whipping Sasha with her hair, that they just go to the well a billion times too many. And like I, I'm just scared that her whole thing now is she's just going to be hair lady. Like they're going to find a way to incorporate her, like at least at every pay per view, winning by some kind of hair related way. Ugh. Although I heard the theory being floated out there that this might be leading to a hair versus hair match, and that's why they're doing it, which could be interesting. That could be. It won't be, but it could be. That's right. Okay, and. I like Christopher Kane's comment I just saw up there from five minutes ago. I look at Red Velvet and want to put a baby in her. <laughs> uh, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I kind of they they may shoehorn her into that kind of uh, kind of typecast her into that little role, kind of like you know Kofi always does something crazy at the at the Rumble and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe. I hope right. not. I. I hope you're wrong. I do too. I mean, I'd like to see her give given more to work with, and like you know, she's a good wrestler, so I don't want them to sort of undermine that. She, her fucking the spine buster that she pulled off mm. in that match was real nice. Oh yeah, yeah. And like I said, both both those two are really kind of getting known. I mean, Bianca more and more getting known for having good matches. Bailey has pretty much. I don't think she's ever had a bad match. You know what I mean? Right. So. We got that there, but um, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. The Lashley versus Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre with a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Uh, You know, you had Lashley and Drew team up a little bit. Didn't last long. I'm not going to... How do I put this? I'm not going to say it was a bad match. I'm not going to say that. But I really had no interest in it. I really found myself not paying attention. I mean, again, dude, this is the... It it feels like Drew and Lashley have been feuding for what seems like a fucking lifetime. And then I've got the guy who I was told was stupid for, you know, about a month and a half. I mean, who fucking cares? And this is a match I would usually really like. Three fucking hosses in there beating the shit out of each other. I didn't care. Right. I picked up my phone for most of the match. I I got to say. I mean, I think it, for me, it was just more of a matter of them having an over-reliance on triple threat matches. Like we were talking about, you know, last week when AEW announced they were going to be doing a triple threat match at their pay-per-view. It's just that they go to that well so often. Like, it wasn't even the first triple threat match on that show. Mm-hmm. For a title, nonetheless, there were two triple threat matches for titles on that show. So it's just, you, you run into a point where after a while it just becomes redundant. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, but again, the build for this match really didn't didn't really have me. I mean, we've been bitching about the build for this match for weeks now. Mm-hmm. So finally, I get you know, we get to the match, and I'm just like, meh, whatever. I think I have some, a, a, some word word crush to play <laughs> whatever that game is found my words for the day did, did, did my daily word find <laughs> just, just imagine you just watching the match and just out of nowhere pulling a fucking word search out of your pocket and just I've got chainsaw 
got my little game here. Is that the name of it? Word Crush? Is that the name? Let me see here. Let me go back to my screen here. It's, uh, let's see. Word Crush. That's the name of it. Yeah, that's right. I have to look into that. I found myself doing a lot of crossword puzzles ever since the old pandemic started. I like those. And I like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I do like the crossword puzzles. I do like those. They're fun. And I like these little word crush games. You just, you know, they're block words and you just find the words and they could be up, down, cross, fun stuff. Keep my yeah. brain going instead of playing boxing and tank games all day. Um, I hear stuff like that's supposed to help against like dementia and things like that. So hopefully it does. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Lashley did retain and in my opinion, Smart. Needs needs a, a a a fresh feud. Yeah. Now the problem. Yeah, with I think that, we're getting there. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is I couldn't think of anybody to, to put him against fresh. Mm-hmm. And you got anyone in mind? Well, boy, do I. Oh. Cameron Grimes. This- oh, okay. <laughs> I would be all for that. <laughs> He, he just thinks that, like, man, you've gotten really big, Virgil. Like, oh, no. Oh, no, this is bad. This is no good. Oh, God. Okay, who are you going to say? I mean, I was going to say that, you know, there's this fella, you know, he was, he was in the New Day, and people got behind him when he uh, he briefly held the title for a while. You think that would work? You think maybe putting him up against Kobe Kingston would be a good idea? Well, I see they're doing that, and that's part of my raw notes. You know what? Let's jump into my my extensive raw notes here. Um, this is pretty much one of mine. It was Kofi Mania again on Raw. He took down Randy <laughs> and won, and he and he took on um, Lashley, and he won. Now, by the way, he won both matches with the schoolboy roll-up. Yes. Um... I don't. I, I. I don't think Kofi's a good one to put against him now. No, I don't. I don't because it's too early in the run, or just in general. He Kofi just had it. Just. I mean, I. I guess it was. Ooh, wow, that was almost a year ago now, wasn't it? I think it was over because it wasn't during the I pandemic. It was, it was right when they moved to SmackDown because it was when Brock was feuding with uh, God, fucking guy, Kane Velasquez. You're right. Wow. Long time. All right. Wow. My timing is off here. But um, it doesn't... Does Kofi seem like a, 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 a believable one to beat Lashley? No. So it's just going to be Kofi taking a beating the whole time and sneaking a win here and there. But we know, right. he's, but we know he's not going to be the one to take the title off of... Uh, Lashley. It's just not going to happen. But I'm tired of seeing Drew go for it. I'm tired of seeing Braun Strowman go for it. Got to see someone else, man. I'm sorry. It's just it's that none of those two are working. And I think Lashley is kind of chomping at the bit for a fresh feud also. So we'll see. Right. Yeah, it's it's a different, it's a variation. It's, it's not just the same Haas versus Haas match that he's had ever since he's won the belt. So it's something different at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's time to shake something up <clears throat> over there on Raw. Uh, which brings us to the main event, which was Roman Reigns versus Sorrow, WWE Universal Championship. This was a damn near 30-minute match. Talk about a long match. Um, 
Cesaro took a uh, finger quote bad fall uh, to injure his arm early in the match. Really, what that did is give Reigns a good reason to be the uh, an asshole and just go after that body part the whole match, mm-hmm. which I thought made for a great match. I loved. I, I really like brutal Roman. I like Roman just dropping forearms. Um, I think Cesaro showed he's a main eventer and can be there. Doesn't look like they're going to push him as a main eventer anymore. Looks like um, back to fucking catering with Ricochet he goes. Uh, right. But the chemistry between these two I thought was great. Roman was laying shit in too. Cesaro had a few cuts and welts on him. Yeah, yeah, they were actually they were going at it pretty hard. I like the, uh, the counter because Cesaro got... Roman in the crossfade, which I just kind of wish they would just stop doing, but hey, whatever. Um, he got him in the crossfade, and then Roman, you know, powered out of it. He was like, he was landed some shots from the bottom, and then he got up and just gave him the old power bomb, a la Quentin Rampage Jackson, to go back to Rampage. Ah, there you go. Also really liked Roman once again, talking shit, but talking shit directly to Daniel Bryan in the camera. Mm. I got your boy here. I got your boy here, which means I don't know. The, 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 I think they're going to try to keep – I think Daniel Bryan's staying with him. Um, but I got to tell you, if this match between these two had fans in the arena, boy, that would have been a fucking – that would have made this match just just, – just, it would have been the cherry on top of this match, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that and the Daniel Bryan match that they had you know, last week. Mm, absolutely. But this one here, man, I just I, I really would have loved to have seen fans uh, be able to just hear what how they were reacting, what they were doing. I think it just would have been a really, really nice little addition to this match. Reigns did retain. Uh, Jay came down <laughs> with the with the lay. I'm not sure exactly what 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 that thing is acknowledges Roman Cesaro uh he and and then he uh and then Jay kicks Cesaro starts dropping punches on him and then Seth dripping Rollins comes down <laughs> stares at Roman it's attacks like the suit yeah I like the suit I like it. again not one not one I would wear but it looks good on him um he stares at Roman for a second attacks Cesaro and I'll tell you, man, poor Cesaro took a hell of a beating that night. He got his arm put in a chair, slammed to a pole. He took a curb stomp to the mat. Um, so, eh. but uh, all in all, I think the pay-per-view was better than I thought besides the zombie match. Fuck you. <laughs> now, see, imagine again if the crowd was there. Imagine how the crowd would have reacted to the zombie match. That would have made it a lot better. Well, <laughs> There just were, people booing and chanting, change the channel. There would have been seats open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's move oh, up. Another thing that I have to mention about the zombie thing, they were talking, they were they did a shot of the commentary table and the commentary team. And behind them, of course, you know, it's Thunderdome, so they have the video wall. The zombies were in the video there was a couple of them, the, the zombies that were there. So they were like doing the zombie thing of like putting their hands towards the camera and doing the brains, brains thing. But they left the cat, they left the camera on the commentators for too long and the fucking video loop restarted. Oh. And it was amazing. Oh boy. Interesting. 
That was wild. It was wild. And fucking Corey Graves fucking took my joke, too. Because he said we did not restart ECW. These are different zombies. And I said, man, I, I fucking had to X out a joke. I was like, I was all fucking ready and happy, prepared. <laughs> and I was like, well, you think you figure Miz and Morrison that they'd be used to zombies because they were on ECW. And he's like, nope, we already made the ECW joke. And I was like, fuck. Damn it. Backspace, 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 backspace. <laughs> I did uh, the old Cameron Grimes. I was like, damn you, Corey Graves. Damn you, Corey Graves. <laughs> All right, so we already talked a little bit about Raw, um, mm-hmm. and I will give you what I've got. And listen, if I missed anything that you want to get into, let me know. Uh, the a couple of little things I noticed on Raw were uh, first of all, I, they're really doing everything they can to get eyes on NXT. I noticed they had some ads for the um, cage match this week with Gargano and Reed behind the cage, making the kind of old school. Uh, uh, promos, I like those. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, they're doing everything they can to get some eyes on uh, on NXT, and I don't blame them. Um, Nikki Cross came back for a huge debut as a lumberjack for the Damian Priest and John Morrison match. Yes, another fucking lumberjack match. <laughs> and... Uh, those are my notes for Raw. I got to be honest, the rest was rematches or just not worth mentioning. To be honest, I, if I missed anything, talk to me. Oh, man. I wish that I could. I mean, they, they wasn't, there wasn't too much more to it. They had a uh, rematch for the women's tag team titles, and that nobody really cared about that. <laughs> that was the thing. It was, it was just, again, it was more repetition. Like, it wasn't bad. There was none of the matches were, like, downright terrible. But it was just a matter of more repetition. And there's a little bit more of the... uh, I don't know why I want to say Cody Rhodes. Matt Riddle, Randy Orton, New Day. Sort of pseudo-feud that they're having. True. Yeah. But I I just... I just... Cool. Yeah, I mean, it really wasn't a whole hell of a lot going on. No. And again, it wasn't a bad show. It's just half the shit we've we've talked about we've talked about we've talked about we've seen we've seen we've it's just like okay enough why do we have to keep bringing it up there's no reason when we have we have we that's have, actually you know good right no that's actually that's what that's that i was trying to remember what it was that i wanted to talk about it would help if, you know there was a way that i could take notes on these kind of things but alas since there is not the, the guy had mentioned the orton matt riddle thing Matt Riddle, they, they cut to backstage. Matt Riddle's talking the new day. He told them that, you know, they had mentioned that he found a two-headed snake. So New Day runs up, and they want to see this two-headed snake, and then Orton shows up. And this is the part that is particularly noteworthy for me because he says that he got there because Matt Riddle told him that Adam Pierce wanted to speak to him. So it has been established that the only person that, expect, that respects poor Adam Pierce's authority is Randy Orton. <laughs> he is the only one who treats him with respect. The guy that's out here setting people on fire and like pooping in people's bags and whatnot. He respects the authority of Adam Pierce. He respects the authority. Mm-hmm. Respect the authority. Oh my. Says, well, Sam says, I got a two-headed snake for you. Oh, shit. 
Jesus Christ. My mom has one of those too, but uh, that's a, that's another story. Is that what they're called now? Two two headed snakes? I thought they were called double headed. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's just more politically correct. You know how those those liberals are. Hey. <laughs> I didn't even say that right. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, all right, let's not sit here and shit on Raw anymore. Let's just get into NXT real quick once again. Minimal, minimal, minimal notes. Um, Tony Storm versus Zoe Stark. I really like this opening match. I think Stark is fucking awesome, in in my opinion. She really is. I know I've, I've praised Tony Storm enough. You guys don't need to hear it anymore. But I think Stark is really fucking good. Um Wish they would use her a little more. She's kind of just come going out there as a, again, she's just that good hand, that mechanic that can go out there, have good matches, and take the loss. Kind of want to see her get a few wins, but um, what the fuck was that finished by Tony Storm? That was like a judo throw into a slam. That's exactly how I thought it was, too, because I was trying to figure out like what it was or even how to describe it, and I was like, it's a judo throw, but she kind of like drops her in her head. It it was it was brutal whatever it was but it, <laughs> now two things stick it, it's the same it's the same spot but two things stick out from the spot because you have Tony Storm has Zoe Stark on like she's on the outside she's riding up against the ring steps and she does the running they call it a hip attack but she runs and slams her ass against her face mm. and what makes me laugh a is that Beth Phoenix says it's a running knee. So I feel like she needs to kind of study up on her anatomy because, <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> but you know, there you guys, like, I understand that you can't just say that she ran and slammed her ass against her face. Like, that. that's not commentary. But it, it was not at all a running knee. And then, I forget which one of them did it, but they said that it was a Cactus Jack-esque move. And I don't know if, if I'm Tony Storm, if I want my... It seems like she works very hard on her lower body, so to say. Uh-uh. And I don't know if I would want if I was I was if I was a female. I don't know if I would want my ass compared to Mick Foley's. <laughs> that can't be a compliment in any form or fashion. No, and I would definitely prefer to take that move from Tony Storm. Um, multiple yes. t- multiple times, multiple times. Um, anyway, great great finish. Not sure who she's gonna. Not sure how many people are gonna be able to take that one. Looked like. Friggin' Zoe Stark did a cartwheel uh, taking that move, but again, Zoe Stark made that move look fucking amazing. So, there you go. Frankie Monet up on the ramp there, though, and she will have her in-ring debut next week. Cool? Indeed. Cool? Cool. Um, Gonna kind of sum up two segments here in one, this Candace and Indy spa segment you got indy in there she's talking shit about dexter loomis but she's got cucumbers over her eyes smart mm-hmm. and doesn't slices. know yes slices of course uh, <laughs> i mean well we just got done talking about double-sided things so it just seemed like it was a little bit more phallic and imagery if we talked about her having two cucumbers over her face well i mean you know the difference in hunger and horny is where you put the cucumber um mm-hmm. That's that's no use for a vegetable crisper. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, there's 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 two different uses for them, is what I've heard. Um, and Loomis is in there massaging her temples, and then uh, as she's talking shit, he very sadly walked out of the room. I actually kind of had some sympathy for him here. 
I did. It's kind of like the end of the Incredible Hulk. Where he's just walking away sad. Yeah. The... So, I mean, she's sitting there. She's got the cucumber slices over her face. She can't see who's massaging her. And she's like, I'm just so glad that you talked me out of dating Dexter Lewis. He's a fucking freaking weirdo who would ever want anything to do with him. And they pan up and he's got the puppy dog eyes. And he just sadly mopes on out of the room. I used to have that music, too. But, uh, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it kind of was like. The ending of The Incredible Hulk. I've been there, too, but, like, people knew I was there when they were saying that. So it's not the same experience. I know, man. I've been there, too. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) But, anyway, we do find out in the next segment with them, though, that when the flowers were given to Shotzi and Ember a couple of weeks ago, we find out that it was actually Candace because her credit card got declined, which the reason they gave was, is ridiculous. This is so stupid because, okay, she, she, she goes to try to pay for a spa treatment. Like you said, the credit card is declined. Well, apparently the lady that works at the spa took it upon herself to call the credit card company mm-hmm. and figure out what the most recent transactions are, which seems like a big breach in trust and security. It seems like something you would get sued for almost immediately. Yeah, I believe that would be a big lawsuit. That's There's something with some privacy there. Um I mean, she would need to know. I mean, unless she was a, unless she pretends to be a police officer, which there, there in itself is a crime. Um, yeah, the the whole thing, the reason was ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. But it all came down to Indy saying, "Oh my God, that means he still loves me." And she ran out, and um, looks like Indy's going to get some uh, cucumber, more cucumber. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <clears throat> If that's what the kids are calling it in these days, I guess. From 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 what you said, um, I think the term nowadays is glizzy, but we're not going to go too deep into that. I don't even know what that was. Okay, that's a real thing. I mean, if you want to spend some of your leisure time looking it up, I don't have any leisure time. This is my leisure time, spending it talking to you guys. I love this bar. My kind of pleasure time, Larry. This is my only place. This is my bar. You guys are my bar. I love it. Uh, anyway, what did you think of this promo video for Balor versus Cross next week? I actually liked it. Thought it was damn good. Pretty intense video, man. Yeah, yeah, I dug it. Like it's more, and, and they've been doing this for the last couple of months with their like big matches and making it seem more like it's an actual kind of like boxing or UFC type fight where they show them training and they talk about, you know, how they're going to beat their opponent, but they don't do so in the normal wrestling fashion. I kind of like towards the end where Balor's like, you know, I'm the best wrestler in the world. No one can beat me. And they, they cut the cross and he's just like, that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenal. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of shit there, (laughs) but uh, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in that video. (laughs) Excuse me. Didn't even take a hit there. Just coughing for no reason. But, uh, yeah, that was some good stuff right there. I like that video. And you're right. They are making it seem like a like almost like an MMA fight, like this big fight's coming up. Big fight feel smart. Big fight feel. Big fight feel. That's what, that, that's what they're going for. Oh, boy, if Michael Cole could just say that 30 times. So. After that little thing, Smark, we get your boy, Cameron Grimes. That's right, we do. 
who mistakes Jake Atlas for a valet, mm-hmm. which is where this match comes in. Um, and we see, uh, during the match, we see D- uh, Ted DiBiase's limo pull up outside. His music hits, DiBiase comes out, he's standing up top of the ramp, dis- distracting Grimes and giving Atlas a win, finally giving Jake Atlas a win. And DiBiase's up there doing the laugh. And of course, what do we hear? Cameron Grimes runs out. That damn Ted DiBiase. It was really weird that Ted DiBiase literally said, come get some big boy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't remember the exact words that we used before that, but he definitely called Cameron Grimes big boy, which is weird, but it is what it is. And like you said, he he, Cameron Grimes runs out to the parking lot and says, dang you, Ted DiBiase. He's shaking his fist at the sky. Ted DiBiase's in his limo. Oh, that was the other thing was he comes out before the match and he cuts his promo about how he's sort of, compiled this like gotcha video about mm. like all the misdeeds of Ted DiBiase and they show him you know doing all the shared kicking the basketball away from the kid and making Virgil shine his shoes and shit like that and like the entire time he's laughing just pointing and laughing at the video like oh, I got him now and everybody just starts cheering for him and it just makes Cameron yeah. Grimes just fucking incensed so fast forward to him being outside and Ted DiBiase's limo's out there he rolls down the window and he's like ah oh, you did good kid but you're no million dollar man and he starts laughing. He drives away, and Cameron Grimes is still just looking at this guy, cursing his name. Yeah, that was it. That damn Ted DiBiase. I really hope that. Like again, I've said this before, and I'll just keep saying. I really hope that something leads to them like becoming friends and just him being his like ward. It should. It should. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I just realized we we're 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 actually we're gonna have to either. Rush through AEW. Think about skipping AEW till Friday, to be honest with you. We'll see. Either way, it's all good. Just seeing how long we've been on. Don't want to keep the show going or rush them. Uh, let's let's get through this. I we'll really see. don't have too much more to talk about in terms of NXT. No, NXT I just got a couple more things right here. Um, we had the Hit Row. Debuted as a tag team with Ashante and Top Dollar against Tony Nese and Ari uh, Aria Davari. Pretty much a squash match. Just obviously, um, they did cut a really good promo though after the match. I'm liking this team right here, this little stable. I think it's gonna, uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty, pretty good thing. Pretty good, good to watch. So. Yeah, for sure. I liked, I liked the little finishing move the Top Dollar did, where he's like, it was a like fireman's carry to like sort of a neck breaker type move. It was right. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good stuff. And like I said, I like the uh, they all kind of cut a little promo at the end there, in in uh, in good fashion. I liked it. I liked it. So uh, <laughs> last, uh, not the last thing. A couple more things to bring up. Regal did a quick interview with McKenzie and says he's going to be adding more talent to the women's division and going to be adding more talent to the cruiserweight division. So I guess they're going to be bringing some people up. Expect new. Fresh people, I guess, to see. Um, and I guess we just all let's go ahead and just get to the main event here, which was the Gargano and uh, versus Bronson Reed for the North American Championship in a steel cage. I thought the one of the funniest parts was Gargano, like immediately just trying to run out of the ring as soon as the bell rang. <laughs> He's such a good chicken shit heel, man. He really is a great chicken shit heel. Um, 
And I got to tell you, Reed showed that he's more than just a big man in this match. Right. That dude showed a lot in this match. That guy is definitely worth whatever they're about to put into him. And obviously they see something. He is the new North American champion, Smart. That's right. It was a good match, but like it seemed like they really didn't even need the cage. Because outside of just the normal, like, whipping somebody into the cage, they really didn't use it. Like, even the finish was Reed diving off the top rope. Like, he, he sort of bounced, used the cage to help him bounce a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he, the cage was never, like, nobody really dove off of the cage. No wild cage spots happened. So it just seemed like it was just a regular match that just happened to take place inside of the cage. Pretty much, but it was still a good match, and they still did use the cage a little bit. I mean, you know, one point... uh um, you know, Bronson was charging after Gargano and he just kind of dipped down and Bronson smashed against the cage. I think the cage added a little bit to it, kept him in so Austin Theory couldn't interfere in the match. So made some sense in my opinion. Yeah, a little bit. Like you said, Bronson Reed won. They lifted the cage so that they could have Pyro in the ring while he held the belt and cried. Yeah, listen. Nice little moment for him. Um, Good stuff right there, though. Good stuff right there. So, all right, you know what? I think we can get through AEW relatively quick. I don't have a ton. Um, And to be honest, good matches, but not a lot of... uh... Well, let's just start off with the first match here for AEW. How's that sound, Smart? Right. Christian versus Matt Seidel. Um I mean, my first note, Christian wins in a pretty underwhelming match. Are you suggesting that he did not outwork everybody on this night? I'm saying this was not Hall of Fame worthy. (laughs) I'm saying it was just a match. It was just a match, dude. It was just a match. A fine match, a good match, not a bad match, but just a match. It just seemed like that was the whole show, more or less, was like, it was sort of based around just the idea of, like, they needed to announce some matches, and they just sort of booked matches, like, for the matches for the pay-per-view. They would need to announce matches for the pay-per-view, and they just sort of built a show around that. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, Christian won underwhelming match to me, though. Um, Ricky Stark came up, he's back already, that the neck's already, I don't know if his neck is healed because he didn't jump in the ring. Um, but I can Right, yeah, I, he didn't get physical at all. Right. Uh, yeah, yes, let's get physical. Physical. Um, <laughs> uh, I did notice one thing. Hook is really short. <laughs> you know, me too. That was actually an observation as well as I, I just, For, I don't know. Like it seemed like he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was as short as he was just because like I sort of rationalized it with him. Just everybody around him is so big. Mm. So I was like, yeah, of course, you know, around cage, around hops, everybody looks short. And then they show him just by himself. And I was like, wow, no, he is a short man. It wasn't that it was when he was running into the ring. I swear to God for a half a second, I was like, did Marco stunt cut his hair and join Team Taz? What the fuck? Because mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh shit, that's Hook when he grabbed, um, Seidel and you know, fucking suplex him. I was like, oh, I don't, well, now I know who it is. But man, he's a tiny little dude. But they attacked uh, Christian and Seidel after the match, and uh, 
Adam Page came down to try to even the odds, but all he he just got powerbombed by Brian Cage, and that was pretty much the end of that right there. Um, now this I liked, Smart. This next little thing I like, this little, and I know it wasn't a, a match or anything. It was just a quick little segment. It was the Varsity Blondes cutting a little promo in the back. Looks like they've added Julia Hart. No, they have added Julia Hart, who definitely fits with the cheerleader gimmick. And they kind of cut like an old school promo. Yes, yeah, sort of. Right before commercial. And I listen. Brian Pillman is such a throwback. I like watching Brian Pillman. He's so fun to watch. He's got the hair, the old movesets, you know. He's, and he does the Ricky Dragon, uh, the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat arm drag, which I, I always appreciate anyone who does that. So I like it. But I thought this little promo was a, was a nice little touch for the match they had coming up for the main event tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Griff Garrison talking about how he was fortunate enough as a younger wrestler to work the merch table for the Young Bucks that made him think that anything was possible. And it just breaks his heart to see what the Young Bucks have turned into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, breaks everyone's heart. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> because they're really such does. effective heels, is what you're saying? Oh, they're worse than heels, dude. They're just annoying little California bitches to me. Oh my. Ah, whatever. <laughs> I and... wish they all could be California bitches. No, not these guys. Um, the acclaimed versus uh Kingston and Moxley came on mm-hmm. down. Uh Kingston and Rick Vaughn, I mean Moxley get the win in that match. It was a, a a good match, I gotta tell you, I didn't really concentrate on. I was kind of messing around with my kids um while this match was going on, so didn't really concentrate on it, but what I saw of the match was good. Um, Kingston and Moxley have a, a a much better moment later in the show, uh, which we'll talk right. about. Much better moment. We'll 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 get into that in just a few minutes here. But um, you got anything on that right there? That match? <clears throat> I like the rap in the beginning because they, <laughs> as Derek pointed out, they said that Eddie Kingston looked like a box of Newports, which is a pretty great insult. Um, and then, of course, they did a mention of, he was talking to Mike, so he said that your wife's been calling me for some oral sessions, which, you know, making fun of the blowjob podcast is always going to make me laugh, so thumbs up. It's not about blowies. I, I wish more than anything, Moxley would have shouted that at him while he was <laughs> I guess it's not about blowies, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's not about Just blowies. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Anyway, the uh, the Pinnacle is speaking while they're at dinner, mostly MJF. Um, and then Sean Spears decided to turn it into Joe Pesci from Goodfellas and just treat the waiter like some bitch. Okay. <laughs> He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> I laughed at that. I'm like, holy shit, he just Joe pesci him. Uh, okay. <laughs> Apparently MJF has MVP powers because it seems like FTR is getting better at doing promos just yes. by being associated with him. Yes, I did notice that. Or maybe the fact that they're not trying to come out there and be good guys because they both kind of look like douchey douchebags. So might be a better thing for him to uh, just let him go mm-hmm. out there and cut some heel promos. But... I just thought it was funny as hell watching Sean Spears just attack the waiter. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
After that, we had this Sheeta. There, uh, by the way, she is the champion. I just want everyone to know that. Um, the women's champion, AEW women's champion versus Rebel. A short little squash match for your women's champion. The the aftermath of the match with Britt attacking Sheeta was actually better than the match. Right. Man, I think it might be better to pull the trigger and just give this belt to Britt really fast. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I guess they're gonna, you know, they're having their match at the pay per view, so it's only like another week. Yeah. But they just need to go ahead and pull the trigger. Like, I don't know what it is, but just she just always seems like she's an underwhelming champion. Like, there's really nothing too interesting about her. Doesn't seem like her matches are, like, on the same level that, you know, some of the other women's matches are. It's just, it's just whatever. She just hasn't connected with me in the way. And I don't I imagine a lot of people the way that they had hoped. Well, they, listen, they built Sheeta great when they were building her to be the champion. Sure. And then it's like they gave up. I don't know why. The, I, 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 I'm not blaming her. I feel like they're not putting anything behind her, not putting anything into her. She doesn't really get the chance to cut promos. And like, okay, I get the idea. I understand that there's a language barrier there. Why not subtitles? Like, it's not that hard. Or get her a manager or something. Like, this is a, a thing that we talk about all the time. But it's like, if you don't have your champion talking and you don't know what their motives are and their outlook on the match, things like that, it makes their reign boring. They just show up and they wrestle and then that's it. Like, there's no real, you know, they don't talk about what the title means to them or why they need to win this match. Like, it just, it's hard to, you know, build feuds out of Yeah, I mean, she can't just keep coming down with a kendo stick and that's her gimmick. The whole gimmick. That's all we know she's doing. Right, and I mean they did they did that in NXT with Io Shirai. They would have her cut promos, and they would just use subtitles, and it worked perfectly well for her. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did, and I I think they should do the same thing with her. Do something. I, I again, I feel like they're just not putting anything behind her. They're not even caring. It's like, oh, we have a women's champion. Really? Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. Already, I I thought it was already Britt Baker. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, she she's sort of the face of the division as it is already, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I I just I'm sitting there, I'm watching this match, and I'm like, this is really the way you're treating your your women's champion. Really, this mm-hmm. this is no bueno, as they say. Right. No bueno. Ooh, I'm gonna get taco bueno for lunch tomorrow. Um delicious they have these things called the big freaking taco yes double meat i get i get i get three of them oh they're so good by the by a quick aside from that since you did just kind of we're going down that rabbit hole there was that promo on nxt uh fucking legato del fantasma and Thatcher and Champa and Thatcher just for whatever reason decided to speak beginner level Spanish at Legato del Fantasma. It made no <laughs> sense. And it fucking popped me because he said El Gato no tiene zapatos, it, which is it translates to, as he said in the promo, the cat doesn't have shoes, <laughs> which I, and they're like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It was like Champa goes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I was like, all right, perfect. I will love it. I missed that. Uh, I was going to bring up this Orange Cassidy thing, but let's get through this fucking shit. Um, the Inner Circle, 
did accept the stadium stampede match. Uh, once again, um, it seems like a lot of people are having the MVP power because listen to Hager, man. Listen to Hager and Sammy. Sammy not only coming out with a great promo tonight, but he has, we have the Sammy signs back during the picture in pictures. Yes, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We got the signs back tonight. Um, so what do you got on the inner circle? That little thing they did any, I mean, that we are getting Santana back next week, by the way, Santana was sick and they're taking precautions. Just, he did not have COVID. He was sick. He might've had a cold, might've been run down, but they were taking precautions just in case. And that's why he's been out. Right. I do like I do like it, though. I like the idea that even within this like heated feud, this big rivalry match that MJF would still try to file charges on people for <laughs> fucking stabbing them with a fork. Like it just makes it look like such a great asshole. Like it, it's it was the most perfect logic reasoning that they could have put behind that. Um, yeah, he is a great the inner asshole. circle promo. Yeah. No, 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 I said, well, he is a great asshole, but go ahead. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I like the inner circle promo. Like you said, Sammy talking about basically he'll he'll dive off of anything, he'll you know whatever it takes to beat MJF, and just they're not going to stop until you kill him, and they didn't kill him, so they're going to keep going, no matter what it takes, no matter the stipulation of you know them having to disband if they lose, and God bless him, Jericho trying his very best to still get that spot over. Talking about how MJF fright, you know, scared him, scared his family. Yeah. How he's not going to be able to get that image out of his mind of him being tossed through the, you know, tossed off of the cage. I don't think a lot of people are going to get that off of their mind anytime soon, but for different reasons. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And he's right. Listen, I, I, I thought it was good. I mean, Jericho's out there in pain doing a promo, so give him, give him a break, yeah. I guess. Um, and like a big cast on his arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That brace and shit like that. So. I don't know, yeah. man. I'm hum. Guess we'll see if he's gonna take that thing off, or if he's even gonna be in that match, which he might not be. He might not be. So, uh, let's see. We've got uh, the Red Velvet versus Serena Deeb. I actually thought this was a really good match with Deeb getting the win once again. I think their women's division. Uh, calm down, Christopher Kane. Talking about Red Velvet here too. Um, but um, I think the women's division is definitely improving in AEW. Um, obviously Britt Baker out there doing great shit. We are, we just talked about that a little while ago, but, uh, the matches themselves are, are improving also. Cause we, the matches were just not good when this started, right. not good back in, you know, back in the day, if you will now. Um, but, uh, they've definitely gotten much better and I think they just continue to improve their women's matches. And that was that was Deeb's first match off of the injury. So mm-hmm. to perform as well as she did, thumbs up to her. Big kudos on that. And then Red Velvet, like like we talked about, she is uh, not a bad looking young lady, but no, also pretty good, pretty talented. She had a pretty good match with Jade Cargill, and then she had a good match with Deeb. So she's yeah. doing good stuff. Absolutely, and she's definitely easy on the eyes. Um, we had the if awesome. she's in my mama's kitchen, I need to visit my mother more. Oh, there you go. She does come straight from your mama's kitchen. I definitely wouldn't mind seeing her in my mama's kitchen. <laughs> Little apron on. Mm, just an apron. There you go. Mm. Anyway, Austin Gunn versus Anthony Agogo. Uh, Agogo did win that match. <laughs> Cody came down wearing the like an American flag. Like, 
Uh, he, had a, he had a giant fucking eagle on his jacket. <laughs> My God, this is awful. By the way, wearing the uh, draping the American flag around you and wearing it is actually against the flag code. I just want everyone to know that. Well, but he had to because this poor, this bastard, this diabolical Anthony Gogo threw the flag at the air. And Cody, so Cody had to jump up and grab it, and then he had to drape it upon him so that the flag would be safe. They even mentioned on commentary how. Dream would have been very proud of Cody for his promo last week, and I said, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that either. I mean, I know they're going old school with the old, you know, the the guy from the UK, the the, the foreign guy that, and now we got the USA, but, I mean, come on. That that part where you pretended to cry, baby, it, it, it was moving. It was very moving. It reminded me of this car commercial I did back in the day. <laughs> Look, you little pussy! I never once cried in the ring, baby. All right, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> I may have got funkier than a monkey, but I never cried in the ring, you little pussy bitch. Uh, <laughs> I think you did a that, wonderful job of pandering, baby. I think that might have been what Dusty would have said. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this we'll get into really quickly, and then we'll just kind of go through the last two little things. Um, we had Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. Again, we were talking about, you know, when we went over the whole thing, why didn't they give, uh, you know, any time? We talked about it Friday, actually. Time to these guys after they, um, you know, the match, because they can't be a, prom- a, a team anymore, tag team. Kazarian cuts a promo. And... Christopher Daniels just says something in his ear and walks away, and then Kazarian just starts cutting this heartfelt promo. Mm-hmm. I was hoping they were going to give them a little bit of time to do something, but it seems like they're still working a storyline with Daniels. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it does not, might, might not be the last that we see of him. Right. And like you said, Kazarian cut a pretty good promo about how he's going to, you know, make the Young Bucks pay and make him feel the way that they're making him feel at the, you know, making the Young Bucks feel the way that Kazarian feels right now. And he doesn't even really know who he is right now and what his identity is because he had so much time and years and effort put into SCU and now SCU is not a thing anymore. So where does he go from here? That was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was way better than any of the other like promos that they've done since they've been in AEW. Yeah, very true. Very true. So I guess we can we can at least uh, at least say that now. Um, I'm gonna do this really quickly. Miro came out to talk. Lance Archer interrupted. I'm down for this match. Very much so. Oh yeah, I'm down for this match. I'm I'm this one. I'm looking forward to. I think this match could be a very good one. Ar- Archer's good. Miro's good. Two guys. These guys are gonna go out there and fucking kill each other. I can pretty much guarantee that. Miro out there threatening Jake the Snake, telling him that if he comes anywhere near him, there's not enough yoga in the world to save him. I That's enjoyed right. that. He should have called him Jake the Double Snake. <laughs> That's an insult right there. <laughs> when I'm done with you, you're going to wish that your daughter was reading you shitty poetry. <laughs> God. Uh, Jesus. Um, let's get to this little match here this last little match this uh young bucks versus varsity blondes match i enjoyed the hell out of this match once again i love watching pillman jr out there he's such a throwback great to watch um 
I mean, there was no way they were winning. I mean, the Young Bucks, they always win. Um, and again, like I said, we're going to bring up Kingston and Moxley again. I think one of the best parts was when they snuck in the ring, attacked the Young Bucks, and then choked him out, and then Kingston stealing the shoes. Mm-hmm. Stole happened. the shoes. They were wearing those uh, those Dior shoes. The Dior shoes. And the, 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 the not only stealing the shoes made it great, the 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 grin on on Eddie Kingston's face just sold it even more. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved every fucking minute of it, to be honest with you. After the after the match. The, the match was what it was. It was a Bucks match. It was a good match, but it, it was, was just, a it was fine match. Yeah. But go ahead. And then I, I was gonna say I enjoyed it because you had even before that you had them together cutting a promo. They're working out the logistics of what a super kick party was and whether or not you could attend a super kick party if you don't throw super kicks. Basically, their whole spiel was like, yeah, we don't throw super kicks. We're not fucking a bunch of bitches like you guys. I, I enjoyed that. Mm. That was fun. Um, and then, like you said, you had Eddie Kingston stealing, stealing shoes. Not only did he steal their shoes, he stole their socks as well. He did. So he just went full bore on that. He's like, eh, I'm going to steal your shoes. I could probably get some money from those, and uh, I could probably sell these to weird fans online, so I'm just going to do that. And oh. there you go. I think at one point, one of the bugs, I could be wrong, but I think one of them painted their toes pink, which is like, that's pretty funny, too. Like, if you knew that spot was coming to prepare by doing that, that's a nice little bonus touch. Doesn't one of them have a daughter? It could be, but I mean, it works perfectly if like you're these douchey heels and they oh, yeah. steal your socks and you have pink t- toenail polish on. It's just, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, it does. It does. It works. It works. But uh, there you go. We went through four shows tonight, which next time is a pay-per-view. We're going to work on that because that's not this is this isn't going to work every Wednesday. Uh, there's a pay-per-view. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the week or at the end of the month, <laughs> the AEW pay-per-view is for 30th. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll work on everything here. We'll figure out because it's it's just too many shows to review, man. We're gonna have to just start trimming down our reviews even more, anyway. So we'll get it all worked out. But uh, that was all four shows plus the news. Again, I do like starting with the news. Um, again, I'd rather rush through these reviews. You guys have heard it all anyway. So, all right, that is all I've got. Smart? Did we miss any goddamn thing? Did anything break while the show was going on? Uh, no, it, it won't break until five minutes after we're done. I know. As soon as I hit the stop button five minutes later, I'm going to go out, take a piss. Next thing you know, I'm like, God damn it. Fucking Vince sold the company to New Japan. Oh, good God. <laughs> they caught him in a senile moment. What? <laughs> they, he was shadowing. They caught him at five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. All right. In that case, it is time to take y'all drunken ass home. I haven't even drank tonight. Goddamn, just water. No shots. No beer. Just water. Friday. I'll be bearing it up. Don't worry about that. Check out the high marks, though, by the way. That is Cheese Man. It is Mojo. It is G Wiz. You want to be checking them out. Where are you going to check them out? Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Two T's in Mitt. I did not even stutter that time like I should have, but it was close enough. So there you go. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time Sundays. 
Cheese Man Mojo and G-Wiz. Check them out. To Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, they are the Inhumans over there on the Inhuman Experience. You want to go to wherever you find podcasts, subscribe to them, binge listen them. You will definitely not be disappointed. Definitely want to be checking out everything unscripted wrestling podcast. Eric, Doug, Daniel, great guys over there. Check them out. Blog Talk Radio and wherever you find your podcasts. And Steve Milan, you want to check him out. He shares the show and we greatly appreciate it. Go over there. Check him out over there. Letterboxd, B-O-X-T dot com slash Stephen Milan. And yes, two L's there too. He's over there reviewing films. So go give him an, uh, a look over there. And, of course, you can rate us. You can review us also if you want to. And you can follow us on Spreaker. You can get us on iHeart. You can get us on Stitcher, Anchor, YouTube, anywhere you find podcasts. Let it rip smart. Absolutely. Monday's here 30 on the Metal Man Podcast Network. Be sure to listen to Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Man. Cheese Master. And be sure to check out Sundays, 10.30 a.m. on the Middle Night Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine. Be sure to check out the Modark City Machine Guns with Mojo with Dirk. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet Back on Tour. To plan a wrath onto her podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. 16 episodes are available for you now. Season 2 looms on the horizon, so be sure to subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, telegraph, telephone, tell a woman. There you go. Absolutely. And Sensible Sam, appreciate that. We love you too. Yeah. yeah. Chat room, all of you definitely much appreciated you guys coming on in here listening to us anytime you guys give us any support and listen to this show i greatly appreciate it smart greatly appreciates it and on that note i think we are good to go thank you everybody friday night we're gonna be right back here doing it one more time see ya adios Drunken asshole, it's alright. If you don't know what to do with yourself, take your drunken asshole. Yeah, but mine over.